0: We, that, this, that actually
1: would be so good.
0: Shall this be the intro of our episode? <laughs> just like I, this, I,
1: I would like that if you got I, it down. Just for now, that's a, actually a really good idea.
0: I mean, we can just be rolling now because this is really putting us in the right mood. I think. Wow, good, good pick, wasn't it? I don't even think we need to talk. I think we can just.
1: We could do. You should do the intro over the top.
0: <sighs> actually, or- yeah. Who cares if we get copyright copyright striked? What are they going to do to us? Take our money away. We don't care about that. We care about a good freaking episode. Oh, this feels right. Episode 100 Coffee Club Podcast. In the new studio.
1: The new digs. We've grown a lot the past couple of years.
0: It only took a couple of years. Yeah. Wow. This feels right.
1: It's the journey. We still don't know where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see where it takes us. We'll see where it takes us. Wow. Coffee Club 100. Well, welcome
0: everyone to the new studio to episode 100 of the Coffee Club podcast. New mics, new lights, new. Same us. No, new Gus. Where's our new Gus?
1: New Gus. New he Gus. New and improved honestly.
0: So <laughs>
2: nah, much,
1: he's so much lighter. He's so much better behaved. Doesn't make any noise. <laughs> he's no. Literally perfect.
0: The real Gus is upstairs right now, calming down a little bit until he can be in his best behaviour to join us on the set, which he was He
1: was so excited about the new studio. Yeah. That he started breaking shit immediately. Yep. So he's Including in time- a headset. He's so, in timeout. He's in timeout. So new Gus. Supplement gus. When Gus isn't here. We'll have supplement Gus just uh, to fill his space. You know when you have the space sitters and the Oscars? So this is this is Gus's uh, space sitter.
0: He's perfect. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone is watching the YouTube version of this and not just listening to the audio. Otherwise, it's going to not make so much sense. But with that, I guess we should start getting into it. Mm.
1: People in the the audio are probably like, I don't give a shit about your new studio. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I
0: guess the mics.
1: Yeah, maybe the mics.
0: Hopefully for them, the mics are a big part of it. But we have this amazing new studio, new mics, etc. Uh, and we have an amazing episode planned for you guys. And we're not going to give any surprise, any specifics of the surprises away yet. But I think you're going to want to hang around until the very end. Um, we're going to be hanging out here for a long time, calling some people, having some fun, just trying to make... The most special episode 100 that we can after we teased our listeners for the past 10 weeks.
1: Mm. It has been a tease. There has been some angry it? people out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ten, that actually is t- point 0.1 every week. That is 10 weeks. <laughs> is Somehow such a long time. <laughs> it worked
0: out perfectly. I think like initially when we did that, we were like, all right, we'll give ourselves a couple of weeks just, to, just as a buffer mm. until we're back together and then... You know, once you've given it a couple of weeks, it's like, wow, we really need to make episode one hundred as special as possible. And we got to last week and we were like, We just recorded ninety nine point nine. I don't think we can keep putting this off any longer. I think next week is the week and then we went full blast preparation mode, episode one hundred.
1: We haven't slipped in a week. Nope. And we've had big goals for this episode too. And he really wanted to nail it. So we'll we'll see if it comes if we see if it pulled off.
0: So we do have some opening show Ladi la, things to go through quickly. First off, we would like to introduce our new intro, our new jingle, mm. which I don't know if we'll start next week because we still have to make the accompanying video for it. But, uh, yeah, why don't we why don't we show it to the fans? Let's, let's let
1: it do the talking. Let's see what they think. The coffee club, coffee club. Grind your beans and grab
3: your favorite mug. It's Ali Morgan, George, and
4: Gus. It's them boys from Coffee Club.
2: Boys from Coffee
4: Club.
0: Oh, that was epic. Nick Harris. What a legend. Coming through. So That's
1: why he was king of the gala.
0: Yeah, it's pretty clear it's after pretty listen, listening obvious. to that, why he, he won king of the Coffee Club gala. So if
1: someone doesn't like that. There's something wrong with him. Oh, 100%. That's... Pure gold, pure class. Pure gold in my ears.
0: So that's going to be our intro very soon. But for now, we'll just be listening to that on repeat. But the big thing to get out of the way. Oh, first off, happy birthday to George. He is now part of the 27 Club. Mm. Your birthday was on Tuesday.
1: It was a lovely day. Celebrated Thank it everyone.
0: with mm. a big long run up in Rollinsville. Mm. Mm. As anyone pretty should. Hard.
1: But yeah, it's a beautiful oh. day for it too. So, made the most out of it. Just uh, waiting for Oli to join us at the 27 Club. I'll be there soon, brother. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Oh, Gus. What's Gus? Gus is turning three this year. He'll be 21. He'll meet us at the 28 Club.
0: Oh, we'll actually meet up, right?
1: At one point, yeah. We should. Should.
0: We'll all be 28 at the same time.
1: Next year, we should all be 28 at the same time. Well, I'll I'll be a month behind, but we'll be, all, by January 29th, we will all be 28 together. Amazing. Amazing. So,
0: and we still are going to hype up the New York marathon this week and we have a few more details. So we would like everyone to send in your bib numbers to us via the YouTube comments, or you can email us at hello at coffee club That'll be in the description with NYC bib in the subject because we just want to put you on our tracker. I don't know what the te- how the technology works for these things, but I assume that you can put a list together and then you can track all these people and then we can know to cheer for you. So please submit your bib numbers so we can cheer on all the members of Coffee Club TC and just a bit more details on what we'll be doing on the Saturday and Sunday. So there is, we'll put all the stuff in the description on, we'll be publishing a lot of the stuff through their page and we'll also be putting it on our Instagram, like kind of what we'll be doing. But on Saturday, there will be a meetup, like a pretty casual meetup. I think it's a shakeout run with David Kilgore. I'm not sure if any of us will actually be running, but we'll definitely be there for the start of it on the Saturday afternoon, I think around 1 or 1.30, which will be at the MoMA PS1, I think. We'll have to check that for details. Check the, check the on page and we'll put it out. And then the big one that we're doing is the cheer section on Sunday, which should be at 8.30, the Coffee Inn, 71st and 1st Avenue, And what's very special there is that we'll be doing a giveaway of our shirts. I mean, it'll be special just because we'll be, like, literally hanging out there cheering for for Helen. So we would like as many people along cheering with her, uh, along with us cheering for her as possible. And then we do have a limited amount of Helen cheer section shirts that we made up. And I am wearing one right now underneath my hoodie, which my hoodie will come off at some point, so you'll get to see it. But they're pretty sick. And we have... I think we'll probably have about 80 to 90 to give away to the first fans that get there. So first
2: please. come, first served. Yeah, exactly. Is that it's how just, it works?
0: Yeah, I believe so. There, I mean, yeah, I guess it has to fit you as well because <laughs> we ordered, you know, it's just kind of random with the sizes, just trying to predict, like, what will make sense. But, yeah, I think um, that would be really fun. And the shirts are cool, so come get a free shirt and just hang out and cheer for Helen as she goes for glory on the streets of new york so
1: we're stoked to be there either way but we also get to cheer for our teammate like people just say that new york marathon weekend is is pretty epic to be at but we also get to cheer for a teammate that's trying to win yeah it's pretty tight
0: it's very special so with all that out of the way i think it's time to just get into the episode and we have a lot of reflecting to do today i think that'll probably be the main theme of this episode uh, apart from all the very special guests that are calling in. And we reached out to the fans by Instagram and also on the Discord. We had people submitting their favorite moments. And I think it's probably good to take a trip down memory lane. How much time do we have? Should we, We'll cover a couple and then we'll call our first special guest. How does that sound? Sounds, Sounds good. Standing. So there are so many here. And it would be cool to have like a... I don't know how you guys are but my memory is so poor like compared to I think some of the fans like they'll say moments from the podcast that I just like I'm like what we talked about in the podcast I don't even remember the moment happened let alone remembering it on the podcast so we have them kind of grouped up a lot of them are the biggest section might be Ollie's antics
1: (laughs) (laughs) no surprise there. yeah good to know that uh my delinquency is still <laughs> continuing to prevail.
0: But the the top of the list that we have is XC Champs.
1: Oh. <laughs> I don't want to go back to memory lane about XC Champs. That whole experience was uh kind of daunting. Yeah. I mean, particularly when we got to the course. Um, but the, it, we talked about it probably, what, for like four weeks straight? We hyped At it up way too much. Yeah. It's we gave double we gave Sound Running some good... Um, advertisement, some good billboard space. And uh, to be honest, if the course was as good as we would like the course to be, it would have been an, an incredible event. I think we all agree on that. But the course was one that you looked at, and Dathan just goes, Well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> just to see how it goes. And when Dathan's saying that, he's usually pretty certain, pretty sure of things. When he's saying that, it, it, it causes um, uncertainly nerves. So, but we came through it, we survived. Had a good Barely. time. Barely. Barely. Barely.
0: <laughs> if my memory serves me correctly, as soon as we turned up, I think Dathan said, looks like we're not coming to this again next year, boys.
1: This will be your one only chance. Cross country champs. Is this our official announcement of, of not returning to cross
0: champs? Should we do
1: it? Should, are we announcing for the team? We're probably going to get in trouble again. In it must be. And <laughs> the OAC is not Chosen to not to compete <laughs> yeah. at the sound
0: running cross country champs. They hit
1: the buzzer. you know?
0: It buzzer. must be
1: soon, right? Surely, surely, do you know like
0: when it is, Colin? December.
1: 7th. December 7th. Oh yeah, so it is pretty soon. We <laughs> had. <have>, I remember <laughs> it was the week. It was the same weekend of that BU meet. <laughs> we oh, either yeah. It was like either go to BU and like run super fast, like 65K time, yeah. or or do you want to be in Austin running this sick cross country course? I did love meeting everyone out there. This year we're doing neither. I get this.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: We're we're but we still made down. we still made the Instagram like who's going to win. OAC. Well, I know who isn't gonna win. <laughs> so. Who's that? Who isn't gonna win? Yeah, us. OAC. Yeah, we could like give some give our bibs to someone or like get our fans to run it. Coffee Club fans, if you want to run in place of OAC, should we Coffee into, Club TC? Should we into Coffee Club TC? Be get fans to do it. That'd be amazing.
0: But with some more specifics on the XC champs is Oli leading, which as a fan. I think it would have been amazing to see like after all the shit that we had talked going into it. Yeah. Ollie just dropped the field by ten meters in the first like at like 400 four hundred meters maybe. in. Four hundred meters in. He'd already dropped the whole field after all the shit that had been talked about. I think about. you were out
1: in like fifty eight. My first it? mile was quite quick, I think. But it was funny because I like we talked about this in the podcast and uh I went around and these fans yelled out because we talked a lot of shit and saying about points for the 10K. Oh, yeah. So that was the whole point. A lot of people like Emily Infield, her main reason to go there was the point system. And uh, I kind of said, well, I don't need points for a 10K. I'm just going to take all the points away from you guys and just try and win it. And I remember leading about 200 meters uh, before that really bad like down up thing through the little section of wood. And these two fans, blokes goes, that's it, Horry. No points for anyone. And I was like, they started actually said laughing. That? Yeah, started laughing. So, yeah, I thought we'd agreed to like to to give our 10k runners all the points, but I didn't agree, to that. Me, I didn't agree to that. I didn't agree to that. Let me pass. we did not agree to that. Olin and Jared said, nope. "Hold my beer."
0: Well, good thing none of it mattered. Mm. None of it mattered. And
1: then you find out none of it mattered. So anyway,
0: that was. Love you. There's
1: uh, twenty five hundred. Races in Spain, you can go to, I think, to get the points. Yeah. But one one race in the US.
0: Except then they won't even take you if you qualify like that. We found out as well. A bunch of those countries chose not to send their athletes that had qualified via the cross country.
1: Yeah. So it's a good system overall. <laughs> <laughs> it really, really, really worked out. out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll have to talk to Seb about that one, we'll fix a couple of things going forwards. But do you guys think it's time to call our first guest?
1: I think it's time. I think it's time.
0: I'm really nervous to do this live. It seems like a lot of pressure, doesn't it? It's like I, I feel
1: like after our first guest, we can kind of get into the mood, get into the role of things. You know, we're professionals.
0: Is this working?
5: Hello. Hello. We Welcome we to can't the podcast. See your face
0: right now, Nikki Hiltz.
5: You You can't see me. No, no. I well, why don't we hit video my on you? All right, hold on.
0: It might be us.
1: We could be having technical difficulties. Should
5: we go with you guys.
0: Let me try to call you back one sec. Okay. Well, that went well.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was it. That was the interview. Vicky Hiltz. I hope you guys, ladies and I hope you guys like
2: that. Yeah.
1: So that's going to be the. <sighs> and now we've given it away. Not that it was supposed to be a surprise. Hey, there we Logo. go. All right, we can see you. Hello. Welcome to the podcast Nikki thank you so much for joining us for episode 100 uh we're stoked to have you how are you
5: I'm great thanks for having me this is look at this setup wow
1: it's super legit (laughs) yeah you're you're our first guest
5: oh I'm the first one wow well congrats on your 100th birthday that's like really exciting
1: thank you yeah It, it is pretty exciting is it is it
0: our 100th 100th birthday though do we in the, is that how it works in like yeah, there's wait. dog age and then there's yeah. podcast age where every week every week is, you, you you turn another year every episode that's yeah that's
5: year. exactly how it works perfect <laughs> 100th
1: birthday i mean that sounds good yeah amazing so well, how, how is it up in flag right now
5: Oh, vibes are good. I was just at the track and, you know, we were just celebrating the NAU woman going one through seven mm. in their conference championship. So it's, it's good vibes up here for sure.
1: We have noticed that uh, you seem to have quite a lot of allegiance to NAU for someone <laughs> that uh, didn't run for NAU. <laughs> what, what's what's with that? I mean, I, I appreciate it, obviously. What, what What's going on there?
5: Yeah. It's okay. I don't want, it's not because I don't have Arkansas pride, like woo pig till I die. It's just, I don't know. I really like any, obviously my coach is Mike Smith. So that helps. Um, I think, I feel like since I've been moved here a couple years ago, I've gotten close to like some people on the women's team and, and that's always fun. It's cool to see like a program that hasn't been dominant, like just, to keep building and building every year and kind of see behind the scenes and stuff like that it, i don't know it's just just really hard not to be like an fan um yeah i i i don't know go jacks i guess
0: <laughs> is, is that what that. they say go Jax? Go jacks yeah jack down they do
1: this i don't know how that's wisconsin bro it. i've never yeah, seen it's too this because everyone's too embarrassed to do it <laughs> i hope I no one saw it. that on the thing um oh, well, we're happy I, to hear that <laughs> yeah we are happy um, i mean it's hard not to be a fan of mike smith i mean we're all fans of Mike. i'm smith. not a fan of
0: any i'm a fan of mike smith. i'm a fan that's of mike sweet.
1: smith what's it like uh being coached by him
5: oh it's a vibe um <laughs> yeah he's he's not really at any of my races so um like i think the only race he came to this year was usa's so definitely like an adjustment to like you know not having your coach there but um that's kind of like what his pros sign up for it's like uh, we know that the college team comes first and, and, you know, um, we're kind of on the back burner, but it's, it's super fun. I honestly think it's allowed me to gain a lot of independence in like a good way. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, he's, he's such a funny guy and like, um, I just love the way he, his like philosophy and how he, how he talks about like competing and that, you know, you can have all these big goals, but if you just focus on executing and competing, like that's when, Yeah. Like don't be so outcome oriented and be more focused on the process. And that's been, yeah, just like a super fun way to, to go about training and racing and stuff.
1: One hundred percent. We've heard a lot from George about, uh, Michael's way of coaching. And I tell you what, I feel like I'm right there going to sleep when we're doing thresholds. I
0: feel like he almost coaches us, like maybe 10% (laughs) how much we joke about how much we say go to sleep. I think he's like 2% our coach. Yeah. Well, he's
1: also, he's also not at our races. (laughs) Totally yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Same. It's more, like, it's more like 50, probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. But I think I think all his pros have shown that you don't, you don't. I mean, I I love having Ritz at at my races and at who who doesn't? At who every, doesn't? At literally everything. But um I think Mike Smith's pros. Is it a team? Are you a team? That's Come the hard hitting. That's the hard hitting question. The- We've just hit a hard hitting question. A I guess
5: I don't think we're allowed to call it that. <laughs> <but I don't.
1: laughs> okay. Okay.
5: We're but, a group of individuals that train sometimes together mm.
1: <laughs> and have obviously shown that, uh, they can perform it at a super high level. Um, without, without the coach there and maybe without a race plan. I don't know if you still have a race plan. I'm with, let's go back to, I think at least one of a race that I spent a lot of time with you leading up to and afterwards, Monaco diamond league mm. this year. Mm huge American record and Didn't need a coach there. How was that?
5: Yeah, that was that was fun. I mean, yeah, we both had great races there Um, I don't know. I think that was cool because we just knew it was like uh, We don't get to run the mile that much. It's obviously a lot of 1500s but early actually earlier like a month before that I ran a mile at Oslo like for whatever reason on the woman's side in the diamond circuits, a lot of fifteens kept turning into miles, which I think was really cool. And that by the time I got to Monaco, I was like, oh, I've done a couple of miles already this season. So like, you know, it's it's always weird to start on the curve, not so straight away. Like it is an adjustment, but um I felt really prepared going into it. And like um the only goal was to like compete and see how it was a world class field, see like how high I could finish. Um and yeah, yeah, I remember like one of the only things Mike said to me was with 400 to go like be there with 400 to go because the last 400 like it's just gonna take care of itself and so i was like coming up on the bell lap. i hear the bell i'm like okay i made it here it's gonna take care of itself and then that next 200 i like fully fell off the pack like it did not take care <laughs> of itself and then i eventually got with 200 to go and i was like i think you know mentally i was like oh my god you have 200 left like you can maybe catch like couple people ahead of you and elise cranny was one of those people ahead of me and you know i i thought i knew we were running fast i had no idea like what exact pace but i was like well if you're running fast enough you've got to be in front of elise to get that record and so i think the only time it crossed my mind it's like this could be an american record it was that last 50 and i ended up you know getting elise right at the line finishing sixth which it's it's actually kind of crazy like in my season like sixth place was one of my worst like performances but you know ended up being 416 and and we were all stoked because I think the top eight set, you know, a national record, and so we're all like so excited at the finish line and just just really good vibes.
1: It was just a crazy results page. It was for that race. The it most, was. It was like the most litters as I've ever seen. I I couldn't get over it. It was ridiculous. I think it was one of those things where I'll be able to like tell my kids and family about like one of those races. You know, when my parents talked about big races uh, back in the eighties. Like this is one of the one of those races you just look at and go, wow, that was, that was a pretty incredible uh, experience. Having to beat Elise is kind of brutal because she also was under the American record. That's always tough. American, that was like already, wasn't it from the eighties? Like you break an American record from that long ago, but you get beaten by another American. (laughs) Damn. Just shows you how stacked it is. I mean,
5: yeah. I feel like I have to shout out Elise too, because like she's literally like a 5k, 10k, like, right. Like, she, she was our U.S. 5K, 10K champ, and then two weeks later, you know, we went and raced a mile. And I was the U.S. 1,500 champ, so it's, like, I had to break a, like, 40-year record, like, to beat Elise to get it. It's just, like, she, her range is incredible, and, like, I'm a 1,500 specialist, so, yeah, no. And I think the coolest part about Elise, too, is that we finished, and I was, like, like, no one was happier for me than Elise. And I'm, like, that's so cool. Like, she's just uh, so humble like that, and, yeah, obviously incredible range.
0: Yeah, the the women's fifteen hundred has just been, as you know, I think like just absolutely ridiculous with your race, and then also the when the the fifteen hundred world record in Florence has just been so crazy. And where you sit now, I think you got to feel pretty good. I actually I like following your story a lot because you had somewhat of kind of like a breakout in twenty nineteen, and because I remember seeing you at Worlds, and then it was. I guess a couple of years that were a bit more challenging for you, and then this past year was such a meteoric meteor, meteor, meteororic. Is that
1: how do you say that? <laughs> meteoric.
5: Meteor.
0: That sounds wrong. We have
1: a strong accent. Maybe that's what the problem meteor-
0: is. Meteor meteoric. It
1: skyrocketed. You had a crazy. You had a crazy <laughs> good year
0: <laughs> coming back after a couple of years that were challenging, and now we're going into the big year, being the Olympic year. How are you feeling with everything? Are you like? Oh yeah, I feel I'm right where I want to be going into such a big year.
5: Yeah, I think so. Um, It's kind of crazy to think about like my two really big good years were 2019 and 2023 now. So like two years in theory, right before an Olympic year. So I feel like after my 2019 season, I was like, let's go like 2020. I'm ready. And then obviously the pandemic hit. So I'm just hoping for uh, not another pandemic, and like to keep this momentum going. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's out of, no, our, I mean, it's
2: yeah,
0: out I, of our control. Yeah.
1: It's out of our control, but we we we're, we're crossing our fingers as well. We we uh we're hoping for that. I wouldn't well. mind
0: it. I wouldn't mind an extra year, personally.
1: Nah, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> need to go. Don't be silly. I, I think I think uh, Nikki George and I are definitely on the. Don't know if I can handle on, that. Yeah, we want we want to get going I yeah. think, for this year. So fair enough. Fair yeah. enough.
0: Um, have we got any, any other questions before we let Nikki go?
1: Um, I feel like, yeah, I mean, leading into them, yeah, I think, like, it seems like you've got everything set. Mike Smith Elite, cool sponsor. Like, what else has been going on? How, how was the Pride 5K? Like, I feel like you've just been hitting your stride in a bunch of areas. Just been hitting. And, and just, like, obviously, you're an incredible role model yeah. in the sport. Hitting home runs, left, right, and center. So,
5: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, Pride 5.0 was, was great. Yeah, thanks for asking. It was, um, you know, we, we put it in October. It, it was in June the first couple of years, but uh um, moved to October just because, you know, the track season gets going in June. And it's been really fun to, like, kind of right when the season ends to have something to look forward to and, you know, kind of like my passion project on the side. And, um, yeah, Lululemon, my sponsor, was a great help this year. And, like, they, we had five in-person races or it was kind of like group runs, not like a race. And, you know, we've raised, we raised the most money this year than we ever had for an LGBTQ organization. So that was awesome. Um, yeah, Point of Pride was, was the charity we partnered with. And, um, yeah, no, it, it was really, really special. I think the Pride 5K every single year is my favorite day of the year. And, um, yeah, I feel like I really look up to, like, Emma Coburn's Elk Run and, like, just athletes that, like, have passions on the side and, like, go all in on them. And, like, um, I remember talking to Emma about it fit that last year and we're like it's kind of stressful and crazy but like it like when the day comes we're like this is our favorite day of the year every year so um yeah it, it was a great time you guys you guys should come run it one year we
1: <laughs> is there it. an in-person version in flag
5: so we did one last year in person um in Flagstaff, and then this year was more virtual but i think next year uh, we want to do like kind of one in person big one in like a bigger city than flag so we're still figuring out which city but
1: yeah Ollie would come if it was in flag for sure Oh I I still need to go to flag stuff I haven't been Morgan's just been. needs a reason George, I just I need a reason Just give him a reason one. Nikki I have one right now Pride
5: 5K I have yeah. one right now make it happen
1: Um I have a question how hard is it to to logistically like set that up like I feel like it's it's something that behind the scenes must be extremely stressful and just like getting everything organized how was that this year Do you feel like you get the hang of it after year after year
5: yeah i mean i've this year we had to it was all virtual but still you know that's a lot of workload we we sold, we had to send out like 2,000 t t-shirts and you know like getting people's like sizes right and like address make sure it's to the right addresses it's like i really feel like i've gotten the hang of it and i feel like a lot of the times i'm just like supply management chain like you know, calling Eleven like, where are the medium shirts? And then they're like, oh, they got sent to this address. And like, just randomly tracking down shirts and then trying to get into our screen printer. But like, I feel like I'm in a rhythm now. Like, I have a screen print, like, um, screen printer in Flagstaff that like oh, nice. I'm friends with now. And yeah. yeah, you just kind of like figure it out as you go. I mean, you guys make merch, you know how it goes. So. But, <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. headache. It's, a, it's it, an absolute
1: it's headache because <laughs> 94 weeks, 94 weeks. Yeah, no,
0: it's it's very challenging. But those are the skills that you learn. Uh, which should help you more in, you know, that future life post-running. So I think it is, yeah, when you look back at it, like, yeah, you're learning such important stuff and you're making such amazing memories and, yeah, they'll last you a lifetime and be so useful. I think we feel the exact same way about this podcast. So we definitely can uh, relate to what, what you're building over there and it's so amazing. And... I think we've probably taken up enough of your time. I'd just like to say thank you so much for coming on. And Is there anything else you'd like to shout out or mention before before you head out?
5: No, this has been super fun. I've just, yeah, congrats again. You guys are doing, you're doing it. You know, it's incredible, 100 episodes. Yeah, so have (laughs) fun today and um, happy birthday again and yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks, Nicky.
5: Thanks, guys. Have See a good you. one.
1: Best of luck. Well, well that freaking that, rocked. That freaking <laughs> rocked. So, um, first guest done, dusted. Gus came in, made a mess. Um, things I'd, are moving I'd well. I'd to be a fan. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan. I mean, yeah. I, I would love to do the, the Pride 5K. I just uh, would need an excuse. I need an excuse to go to Flagstaff. So, I was going to ask if they're doing triple threshold this fall. Oh, I think they're doing infinite threshold. Really? We'll, we'll we'll definitely have Nikki back on. They'll they'll tell us mm. for sure.
0: Oh, I still I thought that after the first in person, I was gonna feel less nervous, and I still feel just as nervous. I don't even know what I felt nervous about. How's Gus doing? Gus has
1: Gus update. Ju- he's drooling everywhere. Yeah, but. he
0: joined us mid interview, and <laughs> <laughs> he's currently kind of getting manhandled by his father for being a Sometimes nobody boy. Just
1: gonna put him in his place. I think will just take him a, a minute to, to uh, get used to the new. Oh, that's that's pretty good. Get used to the new setup.
0: Yeah, he looks very tired. I think, I don't know. He's. Uh, you can't really tell him what to do. He just does whatever he's he wants. He's the CEO.
1: That's the problem. We yeah. have so many more cool guests like Nikki coming up over the next mm. uh, six to eight hours. <laughs> Dep- <laughs> depending on uh, time frame, yeah. 20, so 24 I hope no hours. one has, anything. Marathon, no one has anything to do today.
0: All right, see you guys. He's gonna explore the studio a little bit, but that is fine. Shall we move on to? Okay, so we've reminisced cross champs. We've done. We've ticked cross champs off the list, and this is a really big one, which is Ollie winning Com Games gold. A legend. A legend is born. (laughs) Is born as we titled it. I think aptly so.
1: I think (laughs) think we stole that though. I think that was the the newspaper. The Sydney. No, what was it? Was it the Sydney one? That was the leader. That uh, was my local paper, Cronulla. Yeah, Cornella Sutherland. Shout out uh, the Sutherland Shire in Cronulla. Um Yeah, no, I, I still forget that that actually happened. Like I it's still fucking crazy, wasn't I, it? I still forget it because like I remember my like worlds. I remember just traveling around with the team and everything like that. And George and I were doing comp games, and it's something that I know the both of us always wanted to do um growing up in the sport obviously representing your country at world's olympics and comm games was like the three big ones um and we were very excited to do it Birmingham was a cool place to go uh but yeah just sometimes i just forget that that actually happened um
5: but um
1: yeah no it's it's one of those things where i feel like our fans can really appreciate when you have bad races and then you have good races that not one race is going to define you as an athlete, and and that's what we're seeing right now with uh with our journeys is that you're following it and uh, getting invested in it. And the nice thing is, we're going to have probably a lot of races coming up in the future that don't go well and that are disappointing. But there's going to be races that are going to go well and and tick that box. And Commonwealth Games is definitely a good example of that. So. Yeah,
0: I think for you personally, that I mean, who knows when it's all said and done? But I think I imagine you're always going to look back at that. Uh, moment and I mean not just the moment the months around it as well and that will be one of the probably the most special moments of your career Definitely. especially given the fact that it may be the last Commonwealth Games ever yeah <laughs>
1: and, and and I broke the Commonwealth Games record too so then no one will break that record either yeah. um, uh, right, Gus has
0: got behind the couch the CEO this idiot. <laughs> okay this is a little secret we did not get CEO approval on this studio we just assumed that he would like it So the Com Games was a very big moment for us last year, but taking it even back a little bit further, I think for the, well, this was a massive moment for the OAC and simultaneously a massive moment for the coffee club was Milrose Mm. of, was that 2020? Milrose 1.0. Yeah, Milrose 1.0. What year was that? 2022.
1: Yeah. Was that all? Yeah, <laughs> I feels like it, feels it was like so, long so much ago. longer. I think you're right. Twenty twenty two, And we capitalized on podcast <laughs> capitalized on how good it was for the team.
0: Yeah, it was absolutely amazing, and that was. I, it wasn't his first moment of fame, but that was a big. Tom Wang really shined on that day. He did, <laughs> he did, and I got to watch it from uh, a couch in Michigan. Which is very exciting, and I just couldn't believe as everything played out in front of my eyes, and everything turned up, everything turned up gold, golden for these boys as they won the mile. Mm. Oli won the mile against Josh Kerr, the the famous, the famous outclass comment. <laughs> yeah,
1: led to that. Yeah, and he was the. I also got sick from drinking out of the uh, the trophy with uh, citrus mag. <laughs> I got very sick,
0: and he was so hyped up going into that because he had won the bronze medal at Olympics before that. Yeah, so that he was, you know, kind of the headliner, I guess, along with Ollie. But then Ollie got the dub on him, and then George took down a really stacked three k field in like it,
1: the most spectacular fashion possible.
0: I still remember that. That he ran the thirty two hundred that day.
1: <laughs> I did. I did <laughs> run. I just an extra lap just sounded like a good idea.
0: It was the quickest, the quickest victory lap of all time. Mm-hmm. Hi, High in everyone.
1: I do and, love that someone like split that. <laughs> it was like in the comments or something. Oh, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. And you also threw a uh, OAC scarf in the crowd and who picked it up? No. Uh, wait, oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, who gave it to me? And I, I, think did, Andy, I think it was Andy or Jordan and you threw it up and gave it to Tom it went Wang. went to Tom Wang. And he like was that. videoing,
0: I think. I don't yeah. know. If, I think he was videoing at the time. Yeah. I don't
1: think I even aimed for him. It was just like. <laughs> I think it was just It was fate. It was fate.
0: So that was such a good day. And just, yeah, just especially the fact that Tom Wang was recording it all. So it was like from his perspective and he was just going bananas, going absolutely crazy. And then we got to repost all that content on our socials, which was pretty cool. And yeah, then Ollie already mentioned this, but then it led to the famous outclass comment. Mm.
1: Which, which I know Josh responded with a uh, critique of that saying, you didn't outclass me. You whoop wearing oh, yeah. Tim and Elite boy or whatever, which honestly, fair game. It was good. It was good chat. Um, but um, you know, it was good for the sport. It was great for the sport. I, oh, I, amazing. I thought, I thought his, uh, his response to it was pretty funny, and I feel like because I could tell I used the wrong word because Dathan just put his hands in his head, and I was like, oh no, Ollie, why'd you say that? But well, that was you the best it, thing
0: about It's like I don't know if. I'm not going to speak for you, but I don't know if you meant to say that you outclassed him. I don't think that you did, but then you doubled down on it. Afterwards. Yeah, I had <laughs> to.
1: I had to. Well, I, I kind of felt that like when I said that comment, I was very much in the mind of like outclassing as in just like beating, Yeah, which is not really outclassing.
0: Outclassing means something more.
1: It means it means way more. And I think I had to double down on it because I didn't want to go back on what I said. <laughs> and, well, especially uh, after his response. Yeah. And yeah, Kerr cur- fired shots back and it just made for good banter. So. Mm-hmm. Worked Good out man. well. I think mirrors will always have like a special place in in the hearts of OEC in particular. and Colby Club. And on, for example, because I and think the brand. on like amazing they name. debuted their prototype spikes there. They have great, just great races there every year. It's one of the biggest indoor it's races so in the world. It's so fun. So it's pretty amazing to uh, to be able to go there year after year and just watch our teammates just crush international fields with PBs, wins. Top three finishes, so.
0: Yeah, well, it was, that one in particular because, yeah, you took down Josh Kerr, big name, and then George took down Cooper Tear,
1: Cooper it, Teardrop, and Hulk Cocker And they were
0: such, I mean, they still are, but they were such big names. Like, they yeah. were
1: so hyped up going into that, so. I love the, it was, who was, that was in the YouTube era. Yeah, they had a YouTube on it with, um, <laughs> that was the, with the two Dino. of them. And it was interesting because I think, did Cooper celebrate or he didn't celebrate? It kind of looked like he did, but he didn't. I think he was yeah. just like leaning. He was down. leaning, yeah. But I think it was it was after Cole's 2021 year. Mm. I think that was why it was big too. Because yeah. he, he might not have raced since the Olympic final. Yeah, it could have Might have, have just made that up. Can't remember. But I think it might have just been his first race back kind of thing. Or his first race for Nike, actually. It was a day... or well, both of them. It was the pro debut. I think it was the pro debut. Mm-hmm. It spoiled the party. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun.
0: That was hype. So... Millrose, and I mean obviously the next year also was big then and I think hopefully we'll be back there this year and every year for the rest of our careers so we'll see but <laughs> that one in particular for Coffee Club was yeah. massive a big moment Massive, and it was like I, I can't remember exactly but that must have been I don't know what episode that would have been around of the show but I know at least our Instagram was pretty early at that point mm. so and Both we didn't, know, yeah, we didn't really like know like what to we post were, we were anything. very much
1: in the feeder stage of of social media and then we had that viral 50k viewed video of George winning that race wait really, which really yeah that skyrocketed our Instagram quite a bit actually yeah so, just killed the welcome. algorithm with that yeah we just we smashed that algorithm yeah. Tom Wang's video though yeah Tom. Yeah, pretty from much, the crowd pretty so much, blurry pretty
0: much thank you Tom Wang mm. thank you boys amazing one other trip down memory lane which I barely even remember this I don't even remember that much of it but our christmas special oh the gust that stole christmas <laughs> that was the title of it
1: i remember vividly bringing this couch downstairs <laughs> down round that corner of the because we had, we did it in the basement because we had it with the tree we had the christmas tree we it's, had the whole
0: setup we had the fire on the tv on the behind TV. us
1: we really It went was all very out that cozy one. that's probably the most studio we've had until now you almost. know what i remember You guys guys not drinking the Mountain Dew bottles that I got for you two and I had to donate money anyway because you wouldn't drink them because you guys are too healthy. Sounds like a win. It was a win-win for them. It was such a big bottle. That was the whole point. It was a a mission. You could have just got us like little mini. It was like two liters.
0: You knew we were not going to be able to do that. No,
1: I didn't. I really wanted you to drink it. That's why. Did you drink them? Where'd they go? Uh, I think we might have used them for the gala.
0: I don't know. They were under... They were... I don't know. They were just like in the car. They were hanging around. And I
1: think in the gala they were used. I'm pretty sure they mixes. went to the next house. <laughs> think we moved, did we move with them? We moved with them. We it. did move with them. I think they were used in the gala. Well, for I one guess. Mixed drinks.
0: Was it, did you give us six months to drink them or a year?
1: I think it was a year. Really? And then I think by six months, I was like, I have to donate this money because these boys are not drinking that. Because I could just see it sitting in the corner. and You guys mm-hmm. are not touching it. Did I, I guess, thought it was a great I'm idea. i pretty sure I got a scooter. One of my guests was a scooter. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pink scooter. From yeah. What happened? Early. What happened to the scooter? Yeah, what happened to that, George? I, I think that moved with no, us. That was that was I gave the
0: scooter. Yeah. To me, I think. To George. And then you gave us Dew bottles. <coughs> no, but you gave us something else as well. That was like, like an extra. Oh. You gave us like figurines or something?
1: Uh, Lego. No, I gave you Lego you and you gave, gave me built it. I did build it. I wait, wait build we, it. we yeah. gave
0: you a Halo character
1: halo lego i'm
5: pretty
0: wait think it was oh, lego i gave him halo i think we both
1: gave him you so gave me the halo lego and i built ollie it ollie was in and his then halo the, the brute a halo figurine yeah. and the brute on it was broken i remember ollie was obsessed with halo at the time yeah oh yeah yeah that
0: coincided with that i don't know if the tv show was yeah. out of that time or something god
1: that was a long how long ago was the stole christmas that was a maybe you gave us <laughs> too long. Didn't you gave morgan a onesie it was that. Oh yeah, it was that yeah. onesie. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh yeah, I did hang on to that for a while. Mm. It was very tight, if I remember correctly. It was. I it was way was, too small. It, I think it was very tight. I yeah, think I put it, on, put it on. mid episode. <laughs> that was good. Augusta stole Christmas. that stole Christmas. Is it time to call our next guest? Well, no, we still have more time. We have so many just like people submitted a lot of good guest moments, and the one which was actually submitted the most, which is somewhat surprising is a lot of people mentioned joe hardy which interesting is something that i think is good for us to talk about because that's also the episode that we got cancelled no we didn't get cancelled we had to make an apology yeah it was our
1: third episode
0: it was like yeah it's very early i think
1: episode one we were just cruising episode two was leah Episode nah, three was Joe I don't Hardy? think it was exactly that Because
0: we had Waleed as well Oh, yeah, but Before was, Joe
1: he was, late. was he before Joe?
0: I think he was we had, oh,
1: we had Harvey on that We did have Harvey In those first five or yeah. six. I think two. it was we had Nick First on? five
0: It was first five We had Nick Harris For the first Halloween episode Because mm-hmm. I was wearing A banana costume For that one
1: Donut co- You were wearing a hot dog Oh the hot dog hot costume, hot dog costume. <laughs> Similar,
0: shape. <laughs> Similar shape
1: Similar shape He's Easily confused He's Easily confused But yeah the Joe Hardy um, Story
0: the Joe Hardy episode, I think, was very important and very good for a few reasons. One of them is it allowed Ollie and I to do a bit of a deep dive on our Wisconsin times and give some really key insights into how, like, I don't know, how our lives were and everything. Um, as you could tell if you listened to it, Joe Hardy was one of our favorite people in the world, and we just had so many great memories with him. People really enjoyed Ollie's recruitment story, where Joe came upstairs in our apartment.
1: Soaking mm, wet. Naked. naked. And he said, yo, you the recruit? (laughs) I said, yeah. And he goes, hi, my name's Joe. And then he just gave me a hug. And I knew then and there, I was like, I'm coming to the school, man. This this guy's a chiller.
0: That was one of those moments. And uh, like we don't really talk about the college stuff as much now. I don't know why. Maybe we've just already talked about it or we've finally closed the yearbook. But I think... For people that hadn't competed on a collegiate team, it was very eye opening because they came to realize that I would say about eighty percent of our stories involved some level of nudity mm. and they weren't expecting that
1: like our locker room was pretty much ninety eight percent nudity um we <laughs> we kind of we kind of just
0: that is the place for it. that is the place that for is nudity. the place
1: for it and I think it was funny because for me it was a very bonding experience. In a way that, like, you'd go shower with the team, you get changed with the team, you would leave and run with the team, you go to class with the team, you go to breakfast with the team. So, like, it's all like a family kind of setting situation. So you're saying nudity brought the team together? I would, I would say that. I would go uh, as far as to say that nudity won us a lot of Big Ten championships um, in cross country because we were very close, we cared a lot about each other, and we had this routine and system that I think made us feel like we were part of a family. To and me, was involved.
0: Yeah, to me, it was just like when you're part of that situation, part of a team like that, things just get really normalized that maybe aren't so normal in, in the real world because, yeah, just being naked with, with the team and doing all this type of stuff was just like, that was every day for us.
1: You couldn't hide. You couldn't hide. You, had you to couldn't just, hide. You had to be embraced, and you always were.
0: And, yeah, I think it's certainly – I'm not going to say that it was essential – We didn't have to be naked around each other, but it probably did help a little bit in bringing us closer together in some ways. Mm. So, I don't know. I mean, as you know, I was a big fan of it. Same with the games that we would play while we were naked in the shower or that. Like, that was also so much fun.
1: The medicine ball we kick around.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if we're allowed to say the name of that game on the podcast, but pretty much, yeah, good insight for everyone to see, like, yeah, college runners are super weird and... Mm. I mean, every sports team is probably super weird and they get naked a lot and they have fun doing it. Mm, So it's not a care in the world. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't do that now. I think I was hoping that in our new gym, we're getting a new gym soon. There would be a kind of a locker room situation. I don't think it's currently built into the plan yet, but Mm. who knows? I would love that. It'd be so fun.
1: Yeah. Also just to have a shower, like multiple showers after a run. You could just shower at the gym and then just go home. That'd be nice. Would be You, you could do that now. But yeah, but probably the shower also sucks at the gym that we currently have. It's yeah. not a great shower.
0: No, the shower situation at the gym is not good right now. Yeah. I I despise taking a shower there,
1: particularly for like this. Like, yeah, it's just not. It's also, just, not just the vibe. Throws. If
0: you came out of that shower naked into the gym, it wouldn't go over well. Yeah. I don't think that was why. <laughs>
1: you just have like Mario and Yara just like deadlifting, and then you, Morgan just walks out naked with a. <laughs> towel around his shoulders you know it just doesn't doesn't fit the vibe
0: it doesn't quite work no but the other part of the joe hardy episode which was i mean this was so we had to apologize for that episode because he joe hardy has such an interesting story and um we didn't appropriately give a trigger warning for it and i mean i guess that was a learning curve for us i mean i still don't think that there's like anything was like too bad in there and I think most people actually like specifically some of the people that mentioned this is like some of their best memories like I think one of them was yeah I was about to go be a freshman in college and so this story taught me uh, like told me a lot of things to watch out for and to avoid so that I can have a better freshman year and that's essentially what the point of it was it was about it wasn't a story of glorifying like anything bad it was a story of like regret making mistakes and and trying to learn from them like which I mean at the time I mean even now like that would be a, it's a pretty deep thing for us to cover on this show which is pretty lighthearted normally but I mean that's Joe's story and he uh he's an amazing human being so I think to me to be able to cover something like that like it was it it was I think it was the right thing to do even if maybe if we would do it again, I think hopefully we would not make any mistakes with it. But I think it was very important and a very good thing to do. All right. Well, I think it's time to reach out to another special, special, special guest. If We can get them on the line.
1: Hey, Stewie. The boys, how are we? <laughs> the We're King, good. The
0: mayor of King Island is here. The mayor here. of King
1: Island has <laughs> has accepted our phone call here. Um, Stewie McSwain. Thank you for joining Coffee Club 100. We're very excited to have you here yep. to celebrate 100 episodes. How are you doing, mate?
6: Good, and congrats on the 100. Massive effort by the boys.
1: <laughs> we appreciate it. big yeah. century. It took us a while to get here because we did an extra nine episodes technically, but we made it to 100. Um, how are you doing? Where are you right now?
6: Good, boys. I'm um, just back in Melbourne, just kind of getting back into normal Melbourne life, which is good. Um, still waiting for the weather to get hot here, but yeah, happy to be home. After what was that? Yeah, pretty long
1: year. Yeah, I can yeah I can imagine, and um, I think our our fans and and everyone listening know uh who you are and, and what you do, and I think the one question we'd love to ask is uh, uh, how's your goals leading into this big year? Because you've been one of, for me personally, looking I've been looking up to you as a mid-distance runner. For quite some time, and you've been so consistent over the past few years just in diamond leagues, uh, finishing top three in most of those major races with some incredible competitors. How are you feeling leading up to this big year? Are you pretty excited? Are you got big goals?
6: Um, yeah, I think any Olympic cycle, you're pretty excited to come in. Unfortunately, as we've seen, the, the at the moment middle distance running's crazy. So um, I've got to get better, otherwise I'm going to get my arse handed to me next year. So um, I think everyone's looking to improve. I need to improve over this off season and come back strong for next year because yeah I think we especially in the 1500 I think it's the the most depth we've seen for years so um, if, we're, if we're not getting better everyone else is so I think that's the big thing I'm kind of focusing on trying to improve
1: yeah I'm terrified man I'm terrified We're <laughs> fucking good out there I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it up um, <laughs> but um, yeah so there's one question I do want to ask you're, you're a gambling man aren't you oh, I
6: follow favorite sport yeah
1: yeah would you give me any tips? Because I'm losing a bit of money at the moment, mate. Unfortunately,
6: I'm not big on American sports. Uh, I'm not
1: <laughs> sure what you get into. I, 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 yeah, pretty much American sports for me. I, mean, I, I lost like a hundred bucks yesterday uh, gambling on NFL. So I, I'm not very good, mate. I might have to switch to Australian sports. But um, I know you're an avid uh, sports follower. Um, can you tell you? Can you tell our guests or give us a, like a kind of a rundown of AFL and uh, why it's the greatest sport on the planet?
6: Yeah, it's hard to explain to people who haven't seen it, but it's pretty much NFL, but just way more action, faster pace, way better. Yeah. It's just, uh, like, very so hard to explain to people because I don't understand it, but it's like just a, be- a better version of AFL and soccer combined. Just 80 minutes, all action, packed crowds, high scoring, teams are scoring 100 points, um, and just, yeah, crazy. It's just massive down here. But unfortunately, we haven't really branched out to the rest of the world yet, but hopefully one day it gets. Get its worldwide
0: status. Do you think that's, that's a fun? Is that their goal? To
6: Mate,
1: uh, they have flag <laughs> football in freaking the Olympics now. They should be AFL if you yeah, think wait, about that.
0: Wait, 2032, let's put AFL in the Olympics.
1: I think so. Yeah, because flags I'll- books in 28. <laughs>
6: I think we'd have a
0: good chance to win that as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that in gold medal. You yeah. gotta you gotta do everything like in there. I actually I guess the Olympics are just kinda rigged like that. Like that's they why they won in twenty twenty eight. They're like what what sports can we put that only USA plays? Yeah. So we can grab some more yeah, golds.
1: Pretty <laughs> much. But um I, we'll work on that. It's not l- like you were describing union. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't want union we don't we don't
0: want don't worry, george. Don't, worry you, you, don't worry
1: about the rugby when when,
0: when new zealand is big enough to host the olympics you guys can <laughs> you guys can put union in there
1: hey,
0: yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i do have a bit more of a, a running question for you stewie i think i mean ollie and i come from australia and george new zealand very similar gig we're based here in the u.s and i think for us it's like it makes sense because we went to college and all that and you know, being a professional runner, being based in the US has a lot of advantages and being based in Australia is very challenging for a lot of people just with the logistics of travel and stuff, but you are one of the athletes that manages it so amazingly. Uh, what is it like from your perspective being an, uh, you know, an Australian athlete based in Australia trying to compete in, you know, such an international sport where almost all your races happen in Europe? Like, how do you find like navigating those challenges and stuff and living out of a bag for... I'm not sure how many months you were on the road this year, but it's certainly a lot.
6: Yeah, I think generally it's four, four to five months you're away from home. But, um, yeah, I I feel like I've got better over years. I think the first couple of years is pretty tough when you kind of pack up everything and you know you're not coming home for a while. Um, I'd be lying if I said the travel wasn't hard. Obviously, the, the 20 hours of flying sucks. So if you can avoid only doing it once, once a season, that's probably preferable. But, um, yeah, I think you just get... Get good at adapting. I think if you can survive that flight over, you can kind of survive anything you're going to see in races. That's probably the hard part. That's a, good so, way of that's a really good way of
1: putting it, yeah. <laughs> um,
6: but, yeah, it's, it's definitely tough, but I think for me it works purely because I love being in Australia. I don't I don't think I could base anywhere else outside the European season other than being back in Australia. I feel like it's obviously my home. I've got my family here as well. Um, and, and it's also we kind of miss out on winter here. where We kind of go summer to summer, which makes it a little bit easier packing up when it starts getting cold.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, we know you pretty well. We know that you're a very disciplined athlete. You can – when I've been around you, I've always been impressed. You just take care of business, and I definitely think it takes someone with those types of attributes to make it work because, yeah, on the road, it's easy. When you're on the road for so long, I think it's easy to get burnt out and distracted, but you seem very, like, focused and, um, you know, you're very dialed in with everything you do, which is always impressive. Do you think that uh, you were one of – how many athletes, seven athletes that competed in the trifecta this year of World Cross, World Outdoors, World Road Running? Do you think you would ever want to do that again?
6: Uh, I think any of the chance to represent your country, I'd be happy to do it. But, yeah, it is a long season. Obviously, we had Cross so early. And then, obviously, the big ones, the World Champs and Budapest. And then, obviously, Latvia was almost, yeah, what, what was it? I think it was almost October. It wasn't far off.
0: When, when was Latvia? September? Was it September? First, first of it was first of oh, October. First of October. Yeah, it crap. was. It was on the first.
6: Just a, just a long season, but um, yeah, if, I think if the opportunity arises, you're going to take it up if you can. So um, yeah, it was awesome to be able to have, compete for Australia three times this year. Um, but yeah, as, as I said, it, it does make a long season.
1: Yeah. Um, so how do you feel about uh, coming to Boston in January? What do you think of Americans using Boston to, to qualify? I haven't seen you having an indoor season lately.
6: Uh yeah, unfortunately, just the travel is too big, and I am trying to avoid the cold over there. But um, yeah, I, I think obviously the indoor races are fun. They look like people run fast. So um, Short it's just, yeah, it's kind of come, coming from Australia. It's just like indoors isn't a big thing. So it's like I don't think it gets talked about as much as for us guys, especially when we have our domestic season down here. So people run the outdoors. So um, I know Americans love the indoors, but um, for us, it's not yeah, not huge on the radar.
0: Do you think that the Boston short is track? Oh, <laughs> track is short, sorry.
6: Oh, I'm going to leave it to you. boys. <laughs> Man,
0: Stewie's being too coy right now. He's yeah, trying to be all... Yo, yo, he doesn't, wanna doesn't want to be controversial today. Hold anything
6: back
2: on this podcast. <laughs>
6: I've heard, I've heard many times People who have also run PBs or whatever And have called it short So yeah. If people are talking down Their own way, saying short I reckon there's a fair chance <laughs> I,
1: I've, I've said that multiple times I think my 1309 5K indoors Is like a 1319 outdoors. So We'll give it 10 seconds 10 that's, seconds that's, that's the Joe Clark I think
0: Joe After he ran 50, 1254 He said That probably means I'm in 1304 shape right yeah. now Yeah So, so it's, it's just, just that measurement back. Yeah it's a good shape Yo,
1: to be in Do you reckon we need An indoor track in New Zealand Or Australia Because What about If you wanted to run um, In Glasgow For example If you want to run World indoors But you don't want to have To travel to qualify Like why don't we just Throw an indoor track up But in the summer And then run fast On an indoor yeah. track
6: Yeah I think it'd be good Even as an exhibition A one off indoor race Would be cool Because yeah. like obviously You can pack a bring it to Australia. If you bring good athletes, they're going to turn up. We saw Melbourne Track Classic this year. Yeah. If you bring good athletes, even in Australia, people will turn up in the crowd. So it would be cool one day to have a, a one-off exhibition race down there um, or a meet and then have people come in because I think in, when I raced indoors 2019, the atmosphere is amazing just because it feels like the crowd's so close on the track. So um, it would be cool to have, but I'm not sure logistically how easy it will be to do. Well,
1: what they should do is put up the track and then also host World Indoors.
6: Like you don't have to have... An indoor track, in a
1: fucking cold and like it doesn't have to be as cold as Boston, where inside it's warm but outside it sucks. You could just have it inside, and then go to the beach outside and race inside. Win win. That's, That's a win win win. Yeah, like, we should be hosting world indoors down there. Make it
0: out.
6: I think the hard thing for us is getting the, the rest of the world willing to come down. <laughs> Obviously, we thought we're getting people to come; they're scared of that flight. So. If people are willing to come down, and like they put their hand up. Maybe we could make it happen.
1: Hundred percent, because we we definitely noticed there was a bit of a, a lacking in the world cross country numbers. People struggling to get get to Australia because we do forget how far away we are from the rest Dude, of the world. So We're far. not close. Um, so far, but like I mean, the Murray Plant meet uh, in Melbourne was like huge success. I think and it was great for Australian athletics. I was wondering, Stewie, do you have like a favorite race from the season that you look back on and think that was my favorite moment um, of your of your season for twenty three?
6: To be fair, I would say probably Bathurst purely because it was just a home championship. Um, Obviously, I got to share the atmosphere as well there, mate. Um, And it was just an amazing atmosphere, having family and friends there. I don't know if we ever have another major in Australia or another World Cross in Australia like that. So, yeah, just the atmosphere was amazing. So that was probably top of my list. But, um, yeah, otherwise... Where else is good? Um I actually really enjoyed Budapest. I think it's um it's an awesome city and that they did an amazing job with that world champ there as well. Yeah, I've heard really
0: good
1: things about it from the boys. Yeah.
0: Speaking of uh holding majors in Australia, you're our current correspondent down under. Is Com Games gonna happen or is it just like canned?
6: I have no idea. I think no I thought no you were one the man to ask, ask. <laughs> I thought you
0: I thought you were gonna be the man to ask. I thought you would know.
6: There you go, no, nah, I actually have no intel. So <laughs> uh the intel I see is watching the news in the morning. It sometimes pops up saying it's getting cancelled. It's going there. Someone's going to make a bid. So I don't even know if the organisers know right now. So I think it's just a wait, wait and see situation.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. That's tough. That's tough news. But you know, we heard we heard it here from our correspondent. Yeah, Ollie yeah. will
0: be the Infinite Com Games fifteen hundred champion. Not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, there, we, there you go. Yeah, Ollie <laughs> can
6: say he never lost. You never lost comms mate I can, I can always I can always
1: just say that <laughs> well, yeah. that's not bad. you can tell your grandkids that you're defending Commonwealth <laughs> <when> <laughs> still, I'm like eighty five
0: amazing <laughs> um, I think we'll get let you go at a little bit, Stewie, but one last thing, I just wanna ask you about how famous you are in Australia because it's like I grew up i mean we grew up Australia like people if they do running in Australia like they're passionate about it, you know, like people. It it becomes, like, a big part of, like, their social life and everything. And it's it's pretty cool to see. And uh, the only weird thing for us, though, is when you come over to the U.S., you often feel like you're in a different universe. Mm. Like, you get that level of detachment, which is kind of sad because, you know, we would love to all be in Australia or New Zealand if we could, but it's just, like, not the reality. But are you pretty famous? Like, when you run around Melbourne, are you getting people, like, yelling out, like, go Stewie?
6: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately not. I think we're especially – Australian football is so big here. It's like they're the superstars down here. Um, it's probably a little bit different down where I'm from in Tassie just because there's no AFL team and it's a, a bit, bit bit of a smaller kind of uh, like population-wise. But, yeah, in mainland Australia, just, just the AFL and the rugby lines just dominate too much. So we kind of fly under the radar, which is kind of nice, actually. I kind of prefer that anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't want to get too famous.
1: I don't want to get too it's, famous. It's like lucky you head. were in Melbourne. They don't have, they don't have Wi-Fi on Tassie yet, right?
6: It's still coming, yeah. <laughs> uh, like in Melbourne. I can FaceTime you boys here, otherwise I'd, I'd have to do a pigeon.
2: Yeah, <laughs> a pigeon. A pigeon. <laughs> <Buy> a pigeon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, podcast, pigeon. The last thing I want to talk about is uh, last time around December, uh, Stu and I did some handicap races in Tassie and honestly, probably one of the most, best experiences I've had with the sport. Um, a lot of our fans, or Americans particularly, were watching and kind of trying to figure out what was going on. Shui, can you uh, fill us in on like what those events mean to Tasmania in particular, like the handicap races, yeah, why are the they wood so chopping? Hyped? It's just so hyped. to get great, great um, fan engagement there, and it's just such a cool event. So um, would you be able to like tell us like how big that is in Tassie? Because I feel like that's quite big. That's where you get like a bit of a fan base coming in to support the the local heroes yourself.
6: Yeah, so obviously it's a massive, it's hard to explain to people how, how big it is for the community down there. It's like probably the biggest event in northwest Tasmania. So I think they generally get about 5,000 people packed in around the stadium to come watch this wood chopping. There's obviously the, the Men's Mile, which is the main one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> of course.
6: Cycling as well. But um, yeah, it's a crazy atmosphere down there. It's kind of like a carnival or a party when you're out racing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome, and any of you boys are always welcome down if you're back in Australia and you want to come down for a race. It'd be good to have you boys down, and we can try and boost the crowd with a few more Coffee Club fans (laughs) down there as well. Well,
1: That's one hundred percent. We would we would love to do that if we could. That's the plan. If we yeah, it's it's a pretty cool event, and I I implore any Aussies listening if you guys ever want to go down to Tassie and and race it, it's uh it's a pretty pretty amazing experience. Yeah,
0: so cool. it's so cool to see you boys out there last year, but still, is there anything else that you want to say to our Thousands and thousands of listeners, <laughs> millions. Before, millions of listeners before we let you go.
6: Jeez, you got me nervous here, boys. Um I just <laughs> want to say congrats, boys. I'm impressed you've got through. You, set up, you look like you've got a good professional setup there, boys. So onwards and upwards from a hundred, I'd say.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. Well, I mean, for the kudos, you know, they've 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 uh they've done pretty well. We we gotta keep our, our wits about us and keep it rolling. Keep so. on our toes. Yeah, keep on our
0: toes. No, nah, we appreciate it, a lot, Stewie. Thank you so much for coming on. Best of luck with all your training and everything down under, and uh, can't wait to see you again. Yeah,
6: love it, boys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks,
0: Stewie. Cheers, mate.
1: What a great guy. Outstanding. <sighs> I just, I just love him. I didn't I love know, him.
0: I didn't know how that was going to go, but if I had to guess, I would not have, I would not have predicted that you were going to ask him to explain AFL. <laughs> <laughs> I think well,
1: it was I, a great I, idea. This is, this is the thing with AFL, and this is what I feel like with the flag football situation, it's really bugging me. And I want people to watch that sport because that sport in particular, I was explaining it to Jason, our our, uh, treatment guy, our magician. That sport's pretty much middle distance runners, but buffed up and like running into each other because it's such a hard sport to do. It's on a massive cricket uh, pitch and it's just constant running, constant jumping, catching, kicking, even punting and... It's one of those sports I think a lot of people in in the US, in particular, our fan base would love to watch. I think it's an amazing sport, and I know Stewie's a huge fan of it. And um, and you were trying to distract from Australia's performance at the real World Cup. That might have come into my the back of my head, personally, because our rugby team needs to take a you know take a take a, take a step back a little bit and maybe reassess a few things. But yeah, maybe. But in general, I I thought Stewie coming from Tassie. But also living in Melbourne, being around it, um, good to explain it, and also just an amazing guest to have on because he really is um, one of the most consistent runners at that Diamond League level, and a huge, just a huge presence in the sport. Really, he he plays it down with that charm, obviously King Island charm, but he really is a massive, massive. um. feel he speaker. was one of the early, I don't know, early is not the right word, but middle, like fifth runner runners to to throw down with Jengi. I I think so. I th- has he beaten Jakob?
0: I don't think he had. Well, maybe when Jakob was like, yeah, fifteen, sixteen. But he, he, he him, I but mean,
1: like a lot of times, like going with, going with Ginghi,
0: He I'm was. I was. Sure,
1: I'm pretty sure Stewie. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Stewie's the first Australian mid-distance run to win a Diamond League. I think he is because Diamond League was around 2010. I don't think we had anyone winning Diamond Leagues until he came in. Yeah, he I won a few that year too. He won. He's won Doha. He's won Brussels. He he honestly is huge Oslo. for the sport. Oslo. Wait. Oslo Mile, he won that. He, why record. was Chingy not there? Uh, I think he might have been sick. I'm not 100% sure. I wouldn't him on that. But he is, he is he's a massive figure in the sport and an amazing person, also a huge role model uh, for a lot of mid-distance and distance runners in Australia. So it was great to have him on and, and good to see the Wi-Fi works in Melbourne too. He's Very also impressive. run 12.56 for 5K, which is ridiculous. Yeah, is
0: have, I, have I said it on the podcast where I think he's actually like a 5K guy and I think if he just focused on the 5K, he would run ridiculously fast
1: that conversation has come up a lot and I think he knows it too but he has the love and the passion for the 1500 as as do I so I, I definitely know where he's coming from where he's like that can wait that 5k can wait 1500 he wants to give it a good crack so yeah wish him the best of luck
0: he's a good guy he's held my cats before really fun fact yeah yeah came over yeah. one time held my cats he's so, a good cool bloke yeah we love him uh back to back to memory lane for a little bit if we may some of the other things that have been brought up. Actually, I should mention some, at least one guy, Joe, in our, in our uh, requests, he did bring up AFL. It's like someone said one of the moments, the, one of the best memories of the podcast was when we talked about, uh, I think Buddy Franklin, was it Buddy Franklin? Mm. Kicking a thousandth AFL goal because mm. he said the, U, the YouTube video was just so crazy and so cool. They're on so, the field before the yeah. game in. My, <laughs> brother, my brother <laughs> was there. He's still yeah. on the Sorry. field. Yeah, my so, brother was there. Uh, So, shout out to that. Another little AFL reference, but uh, (laughs) back to some flag stuff, action. Another story from, I believe, this was early days, and it was tangentially linked to Bowman was Poopgate
1: poop gate Do you guys remember that one? i remember poop great uh geordie you're the be. one that covered that story quite a bit with P- coffee club can you give us a rundown of what poop gate was i think that was because i had the i had the flagstaff correspondent you did feeding me you did feeding me inside knowledge um yeah. secret through the interwebs um wasn't actually on the ground where it happened at the at the scene of the crime uh did we ever get to the, was it ever, was the crime ever solved?
0: I think it was. I, I think we threw out some accusations. We certainly did. Towards the Canadians.
1: I think we jokingly blamed Bauman. Is that how they're related? Yeah, yeah but, we, but we jokingly that, blamed Bauman. Knowing that they weren't really responsible. Because that was the time when it we was talked funny, about yeah. Bauman
0: every single week, mm. I think.
1: Because we, we just needed someone to, <laughs> needed now, someone to talk that's about. That's now as well. And we're back full circle,
0: but... Think, it was funny to blame them. I think we did report on the podcast that like the, the end um, like people that got blamed was the Canadians. Mm.
1: It was, yeah. The the Canadian, the French. Oh, well, that's narrowing it down a lot. I think, I think that was, that was what was word on the street.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. French Canadian was the word in the street. That was the definitive word. Inflation I really lost a, an asset and in, in terms of, Best training location. They couldn't when, train there for a while. Yeah, when yeah, Sedona said, Mm-mm, "Nope, no one's allowed back. Either you pick it up or you're not coming back." And no one decided to get out and pull their gloves and. <laughs> yeah, you think <laughs> if they like put in like a, a doggy bag that they like that would have been all good. Yeah, but you'd <laughs> have to have a big doggy bag. I don't know about that. How do you know, I don't think the size was reported. Yeah, but I feel like human.
0: Just assuming.
1: Yeah, it would be bigger than dog. I don't know. I've seen Gus. I've actually Gus has actually <laughs> pr- proven that wrong, but um, yeah. That, mean, a that was a funny time. And that was it a huge a story. Slow, slow news cycle. Was it slow? What was in the, the, what was it, happening winter. in the sport? Winter, I don't know, but it was a winter. slow news cycle. You know why it was slow? Because Flow Track, Let's Run, like all the media outlets were reporting on it, and you're like, you definitely know it's <laughs> slow when they're reporting on Poopgate. So, yeah. yeah. Did is Sedona back? I think they are. I think people have returned, but also it seemed like there was a lot of people training in Cottonwood last track season.
0: So it caused a shift.
1: So I still think it is harder to get on. I believe Sedona requires booking and maybe money. Oh, money. Maybe money has to money. change hands. Not money. Cottonwood I can side. answer that for money. Um, um, well, I mean, Mike Smith rolling in it, isn't he? Yeah. Rolling he, in what? He's rolling in it. Rolling in the cash, in oh. the dosh. Just from, NAU in general. Yeah, wait. Like, NAU, NAU is, is just, known is known for its, yeah, it's it's money. Oh yeah, it's rolling. Up. A very
0: wealthy school, very definitely, wealthy program.
1: Definitely part of the mm. reputation. <laughs> I think if you win Big Sky Conference, <laughs> I think um, you get like a million. It's probably like a million dollars. I'm pretty sure that University of Texas and the NAU budget are pretty much the same. Revenue must be similar. Uh, it's double revenue at NAU because you have people coming in to visit Mike Smith. So big. Um, Big, 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 big money. Yeah. Football team's on pretty similarly. <laughs> I'm just saying when yeah, that's not mean, I'm just saying when Michael Smith releases that book, My Mounted My Rules by Michael Smith, Flagstaff Edition. Um, when he releases that book, that memoir, that biop, whatever you want to call it, it's gonna it's just gonna make so much money. It's gonna sell so many copies. No no no, no I'm no. pretty sure um, No no no, no. Uh, audio only. Oh, no one wants the Mike to read Smith it. audio. We book. just want that would be crazy. It's like reading Greenlight green light yeah but, that's the one but the audio matthew mcconaughey's book i actually read it now i regret it
0: i only did the audio book for that
1: see that's just a no-brainer While
0: cross training i was so mm. i was so inspired i was inspired i was hyped up did he
1: do the or oh, all right all right all right? yeah of course <laughs>
0: of course that's that's what he gets paid to do
1: uh. <laughs> it's like that guy that goes let's get ready to rumble he gets paid for that alone like isn't a million it like goals. a Billion dollars every yeah. time he sees it, he gets like so much money saying it. We <laughs> yeah. need, we need something like that. We need a catchphrase like that in the coffee club to make money off. Yes, we um, could, is it? Is it? Is it textbook George? Is that? Is that it?
0: Are we gonna ride textbook George all the way to a billion dollars? Mm. We can try.
1: We can. We can see. We can take it to
0: the bank. We can certainly try. Yeah. So, along with poop gate, a lot of people also. Actually enjoyed our fantasy draft, our four by mile fantasy draft. Yes. I thought about that recently. People said it was it underrated.
1: Was, we need to. I think we need to go back and, and reassess now that we've got two three forty three milers in the mix. Oh, that
0: does change things. I think that it?
1: changes a lot because I had Jingy. I had Jingy. Who had Yared? You had Yared? I think you did. I had yard. I feel like my team now is significantly better. Except I'm on my team, so that might make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We
0: we made a stipulation that it was everybody at
1: their best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be you in the future. So Morgan, mm-hmm. you've really you've really struggled this season. No, he's got El Rouge. Yeah, but we've really taken a jump. Oh, yeah. You we, guys and you, you have You
0: can say I have struggled, but I would say I was already like 50 meters in front at least. <laughs> okay, so
1: we're, okay, most people gave you the lead. But me and Oli have closed the gap this you season. Have, yeah, a couple 2023 more. Twenty twenty three has closed the gap. Third
0: and fourth was it? Third and fourth fastest all time. Jingian, uh, yeah, third and fourth yeah, fastest all time. Right. That yeah, that right. definitely that yeah. definitely helps a lot. That helps. Yeah. I'm not going to deny that. That really helps in the power rankings. I actually
1: had Stewie, so yeah, my. I'm feeling good about my team. Although, what did Stewie run in that race? I think 49. For so, I think his PR is still the same he's forty eight yeah forty eight eight nine I think I think yeah he's p r <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh we do have another call coming in soon, I believe, but before we get to that, one of the we do we have like just a miscellaneous section on our notes of like best memories, and there's just some ones that you just you just crack up to, one of them is George calling out <laughs> listeners over thirty years old, which I really like that one because that <gasps> was one. Like uncalled for, I would say <laughs> out of out of pocket <laughs> as well. It just out came. Of out. I don't think Oli and I were prepared. For <laughs> no, I to, was not prepared at all. Like I don't, I, I didn't think that this was going to be the day that we uh, alienate half <laughs> of our listeners when mm. we started that episode. Mm. Apologies to everyone that's over thirty. That, that Am
1: I properly apologize? I feel yeah. like I have, and I feel like I was only forty-five percent serious. But I do love that I love the percentage become, of that seriousness is It's still a lot. It's still a decent amount, <laughs> yeah, it was less. But I love now how it has become uh, a requirement, mm, not requirement. It uh exists on the coffee bags. Like people will put in age demographing when they when they give us a bag, a which lot I of people, appreciate.
0: Yeah, proudly proudly telling us they're over 30 and they li- listen to the podcast. So mm. thank or you for everyone that. But they put
1: out. We love our. We have we have fans fans. from all different demographics, and it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it really is. Another one was episode sixty nine, which doesn't feel like that long ago, but it must have been like a year ago. Mm. Well, not a year, but. A long time a, ago. A long time ago. I can't remember at all what we talked about apart from the fact that we were naked. I
1: was, was going to say we I were. I think that was the only stipulation. Yeah. That was the <laughs> and we also didn't talk about it. People on the YouTube were the only ones that could see it. So that was that was a great little uh, little nugget there. Audio listeners really missed out. Yeah, they really did. They might have to go back and see that episode and see what yeah. all the fuss is about.
0: We should put that one behind a paywall.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. hundred percent.
0: And we are back now. We just took a little break because we have some very special guests joining us in the studio kind behind the cameras looking at us and our next guest has requested uh, a walk-up song he said I'm not gonna come on the show if I don't get this so uh, <laughs> see if, if you're a, if you're a true fan you'll already know who's coming
1: you'll already know and you'll be just so excited
0: I wish that we could we gotta hype him up I, I wish I knew all these accolades you can come join us now
1: <laughs> SEC champ Mario García Romo, Spanish champ, Spanish HCC champ, NCAA champ, 4th a- at Worlds in 2022.
0: Were you 5th this year? 6th. Sixth. 6th? Sixth. Yeah. yeah, just make sure you talk to them. Mario, how are you feeling?
7: Yeah, happy to be here. It's a very special episode, episode 100, so congratulations guys. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's the start of the year, so I'm very excited to train with you guys and, to, you know, like, just uh, have fun.
0: You had a very long Instagram post caption two days ago, <laughs> and it was all in Spanish.
7: Yeah, it, it was one of my journal entries. So mm. I thought it was it was a good moment to share, it at the start of the season, uh, just showing the goals for the year and kind of like my priorities. And I think it was yeah, it was. Uh, I wanted to share that with my followers.
0: No, I think. I mean, it's 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 not easy though. I at least find it really hard to share serious stuff on Instagram. So kudos to you for doing it. I think there are a lot of people that really appreciate it. So thank
7: you. But is your journal in Spanish? Yeah, my well, sometimes Spanish, sometimes English, but mostly Spanish. Yeah, so it's the way I can express myself a little better, I think. And uh, yeah. Sometimes I get a lot of shit for not posting in Spanish. So Oh so, really? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people tell me like you gotta post in Spanish because you're Spanish. I was like, alright, like I'll do one in Spanish this time.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. All right, I think it's time to try calling our next guest. Who, uh this is really really rapidly becoming a full like mid distance fifteen hundred mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Which I guess makes sense, but let's
1: bring him in. Oi. Hello.
8: <laughs> there he is. Oy, oy. Who is
1: that? Who is that? That's the world champ, Josh Kerr. We just called him in to Coffee Club one hundred. How you doing, mate?
8: Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm honored to be on the 100th, or I guess you guys did the, the 99 point, so the, the proper 100th episode, so I'm, I'm
0: honored. We had to wait. We knew you had a busy schedule, so we thought, let's extend it out 10 weeks until we're certain that we can get Josh Kerr on, but yeah, you're currently joined by the three Coffee Club boys, and also Mario Mario is here on the mic just to make it extra.
7: Hello, Josh. I don't
0: know if you can see, but hopefully you can hear us all. The most important thing. Uh, First off, how are you feeling?
8: Feeling good. We're like probably you guys, like a week and a half back into training, official practice, and things. So just uh, yeah, getting back in the swing of things and back down the bottom of the mountain, like everyone else, and starting that process to climb back up. So it's uh, it's humbling, I would say. So um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. That's a good process.
1: How how unfit are you?
8: I didn't get that unfit. Thankfully, it's it, like after after the Olympics, you should have seen me. Rolling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell us more.
8: And so that scared me. It really did. It's like it scared me for last year. It scared me this year as well. Like I'm always just like always aware, um, but still had a great time off season. Definitely forgot how to run for a bit, but it came back reasonably quickly. So not too bad.
0: How was Mr. Ribby David Ribich's wedding? Was that was that a lovely event?
8: I know, I can't believe you guys weren't invited. Yeah, uh, we must, you must have lost our invite, thought, invite in the
1: mail. I thought we were going
0: yeah. <laughs> <photo laughs> to
8: get we've We've moved me. recently, so...
1: It, just it probably up. got messed up in the moving.
8: Yeah, I think so. Uh, no, it was fantastic. Um, I got roped into doing his speech, even though I wasn't his best man. So... I, I, To be honest, I genuinely think it's because he wanted me to say nice things about him because I don't do that a lot. (sighs) And uh, I said some nice things about him. And uh, no, it was great, actually. Um, We were in Portland for it. So it was, yeah, good weather and uh, good company. So can't complain.
0: Yeah, I think uh, so today in this episode, we've been taking a big trip down memory lane, which I mean, first off, we should just say we're both. We both have podcasts and you guys actually started well before us, so. Um, you know, we kind of followed in your footsteps in some ways, but we've been taking big steps down memory lane. And one of the big moments for us was Milrose 2022. Do you remember that one?
8: Uh, yeah, no, I remember <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, the race,
0: the race itself was an amazing race, but it was more of the comments and the back and forth that happened after the race that, that we spent time reminiscing about. How do you look back on that <laughs> that time period and uh in particular a certain outclassed comment that may have slipped out of someone's mouth
8: oh a ropey comment i think we can all describe it <laughs> yeah, <that>. oh <laughs> god no it was um that's the thing is i think like ollie and myself have had this kind of back and forth rivalry since college and um it's one of those ones that i think both of us really want to be each other but like as soon as you know guns to tape we're gonna battle and then outside of it we're just gonna banner so it was, um yeah, that was a tough loss for me after coming off the medal and then having a horrible fall, and then, like, actually starting to feel in pretty good shape, and then I was actually okay with the race. I, I think I made a couple mistakes in there, and it wasn't, it, but, but overall, it was a great race to be in, um and I got, I did get beaten very well, but, like, hearing that comment, I was like, damn, that, that like, that hit home, you know? Do you want to, do you want to
0: explain yourself, Tim? I don't know if you've ever had the platform to explain
1: yourself to Josh's uh, face. Face-to-face. Face-to-face yeah. or camera-to-camera. Yeah, I was <laughs> trying to think of a word to say that, oh, I just out him or beat him, but not saying out leaned, and I said outclassed. And we, we, we both went through the uh, on the podcast earlier that outclassed means a completely different broad spectrum of things, not really outleaning. So it wasn't the right word, but I think it's set up for a good banter. Because then uh, you
0: hit you hit back, which, I mean, I think everyone it was would have expected you to do yeah, that. Yeah, it was you, great. You hit back.
8: <laughs> <laughs> You've got, I was like, I, I can do one of two things. Either I can be like, oh, like, obviously, he, didn't, he probably didn't mean it the way that everyone took it. Or I could just double down. Yeah. I was like, let's just double down. You
1: were a double but down on that.
2: Yeah.
8: <laughs> nah, but overall, it, it was a good race. Good yeah. beat overall as well. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I guess I'm talking to Ray about Melrose now, and I'm, like, trying to make the decision. Between mile or two miles,
1: so yeah, two well, miles. You've won, you've won both. Have, have you won both? You won the three. I've never last run the
8: mile. I would say, I think I've been sacking the mile like three times. Okay, three times.
1: okay, so maybe it's maybe it's the t- it's time to. I mean, you're world champ now, bud. You're world champ, so it's probably a big headline right. if you're um, running that mile. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh,
0: we would all like to know how much your life has changed after becoming world champ. I remember from my outside view of your life because we were staying in the same hotel in Budapest. I just remember, like, I think I went to breakfast and you were sitting outside, like, waiting for, like, a very proper interview. Like, you know it's a proper interview when they bring out, like, the nice lighting and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw you, like, sitting outside doing this. I'm like, oh, I mean, he's probably so tired. But, like, you have to do it because that's, you know, the big news. And then I'm pretty sure, like, I went to lunch. I'm like, he's still out there, like, doing this, yeah. doing this interview. Like, what's happening? Like, obviously, there's all that kind of, like, stuff that you have to do, which can be annoying. But, I mean, you want to capitalize it. But in general, like... Are you just like asking for like crazy appearance fees. Like, what's going on with your life now? <laughs> now that you're a world champ?
8: Uh, yeah, yeah. That was that day was a long day because we went out with Wyman and Neil and stuff like that. My parents were there, and like the like brooks were there, and like Wyman brought us to the grungiest, like darkest club you could find. My parents were wearing my backpack, so it was a bit of a wild night. And then I had a six a.m. call the next day for like being on those interviews, and uh, you know, I'm just doing everything I can to keep of like financial situation in place you know <laughs> and, uh,
0: put the team on his back it,
7: it was funny
8: because yeah.
7: uh, i got to the hotel like right after the track right and neil was already going out and i was like where are you going neil and he said oh yeah going to just party and of it was course. like just when i was getting back into the hotel i was like oh yeah like he's nah, going to really have so much fun tonight really <laughs> the best yeah, thing yeah. for yeah.
8: neil like yeah. to be fair to neil i got back to the hotel actually the next day cuz i stayed um in my fiance's hotel that night and there was a little letter there that said hey, fella, Uh, give me a text on this number. I need to buy you a beer or something like that. So he was, yeah, he was awesome.
1: The best thing about that was I was in Australia and I was up at like 4 a.m. And I just, we just, my mum and I went to coffee down at the beach and we saw Josh one and we're pretty excited about it. Um, Obviously, amazing achievement. But the best thing was a couple hours later, like near the early morning, I had text from Ray and he's like, uh, the boys are missing you out, and then it's a photo of you and Whiteman that I have on my phone, and Whiteman looks like he's seeing stars. He's just completely <laughs> out of it, and you're just with him with a, with, a UK, uh, with a UK shirt on with pride, and uh, that was a great photo from Ray. I just thought that's unreal. So it was good to, good to see that you uh, were able to uh, enjoy and, and celebrate um, a huge, huge win. So, um, but yeah, I can imagine the next day was, was uh, very tiring. <laughs>
8: yeah it was it was it was a bit rough and and to be honest like the the only big things that have changed are just like um there's always something to do every day and like just having uh obviously i'm in seattle so brooks are using me for all their stuff and then we're doing adverts and people are like um trying to write a book about me and Whiteman and trying to talk about doing a documentary series and stuff like that so there's just like there's so much shit to do every day and um i would say that's probably the biggest difference i haven't really I mean, Melrose is the first conversation about races, so um, hopefully that appearance fee goes up slightly from last year. But, you know, <laughs> I, think,
2: close.
8: I think I got zero last year, to be fair. I think I got nothing to run the 3 guys, so yeah. it has to go up from there.
1: Yeah. You would hope so. You would hope, hope so. so. Um, how do you feel about, um, you know, people say the hardest year of your uh, of your career is the year after, after your best year. How do, how do you approach, you know, coming into this next year, with with a world title and and you know probably a bit more pressure on your shoulders
8: i think i think i i can't really be scared to run the year the way that i ran this year which is lose a lot you know i only i only won 1500 this year um and i only ran like three or four and so for me like i don't feel a lot of external pressure to like repeat because i look back in the statistics and no one Who's not been done for doping has held on to a, a, an Olympic or or um, world title really over the last 10, 15 years. So you know it's it's such a difficult event. Like you know, obviously you guys all know. But um, I don't feel the external pressure from the sport to be like you have to keep this, like you have to win. Um, but like mentally, like if I go into the Olympics and get every, anything worse than like a silver medal, then it would be worse than it did in the, pre- the past Olympics. So that's kind of where my head's at with it. But again, I can't really be scared to lose. I can't be scared to race. And that's that's where my head's at mostly with it. It's just put the work in, try and stay away from injuries and, and try and do what I can. But I think I mean this the Olympic year is gonna be so different. Um, just because I feel like everyone steps it up like they did back in twenty twenty one. And then, you know, you are adding in a lot of people that um had were really disappointed with some of their years and, and um and maybe some of their championship performances. So yeah, everyone's going to be on a tear, I think, especially early. Yeah,
1: yeah. speaking of early, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, I think you and Jake both chose not to not to run in Belgrade. Um, is that a slightly different story, seeing as uh, you've got a home championship in Glasgow? Is that... Like, how much pressure do you feel to race that? How much pressure is Scottish athletics? <laughs> Maybe you don't want to hear this question. That's the tough question. That's the tough question. It's a hard question, Josh. But, I mean, sure, that's, that's got to be huge for, Scot- for like, Scottish athletics.
8: Yeah, I, and I, I feel like I let them down at the Commonwealth games as well. so It's <laughs> kind of double as well. Um, and, you know, I, um, I'm i in love that you, like, because the Scottish athletics, um awards are, are on tomorrow night and, they're like wanting me to like zoom in and stuff like that. And I've get, I'm getting an email about 50 every 15 minutes um, to make sure that I'm in on that. So I can imagine world indoors in Scotland going to be a pretty similar event where they're just going to be emailing me a lot about it. But again, I I've never ran a world indoors. And um, if it fits in terms of like, I'm not like I'm injury free through the fall and I'm feeling good. I'll run millerals, feel good. And then we'll make the decision from there. It's definitely on the radar. Cause obviously it's in Glasgow, it's in Scotland. It's, yeah very close to home but i know a lot of people on my on my team are, are really thinking about it so it definitely fits into the schedule with the world championship it fits in the schedule but if i'm being honest a world indoor gold medal and no medal at the olympics or no medal at world indoors and a medal at the olympics makes more sense to me so i think that's where my head's at with it has always been with it um and maybe that'll change if, if things go well for me at the olympics then i can Start branching out into different competitions, but Worlds and Olympics are always kind of being the outdoor Worlds and Olympics, have always been the ones that kind of get my plums pumping a little bit. <laughs> it's,
7: it's also a complicated year because there's Europeans. <sighs> yeah, so, yeah, there's so we have so three on. major championships in, in one year, just like last year, I guess. So yeah. it's going to be interesting for all Europeans, you know, like are we going to do Europeans and maybe risk the Olympics a little bit, or like where are we going to decide?
0: Yeah, those are some very hard decisions to make. But one thing I do like a lot about hearing you speak, Josh, like I listened to your guys' podcast episode post-Worlds and you, like, I mean, I guess it's kind of easy to say afterwards, after you like win Worlds or everything, but it's like everything you do seems very thought out and intentional and you do a great job at prioritizing, you know, which races you want to do, which is not easy. It's not easy to choose like we're talking about right now, like of course you want to go run World Indoors at home. Like that sounds amazing, but it's like, yeah, you understand what your priorities are. And I think that's something that is really cool. And one of the other things that was really interesting that you talked about in that same podcast episode was all the stuff about the diet and the uh I don't do you call it a diet or having a chef. I'm not sure. But (laughs) the funniest thing was I didn't see your post race interview after was but then all over Instagram and like on the socials, I just saw everyone like posting about like Josh has a chef, Josh and all this stuff. Is but it was really cool to hear you like talk about it more than on the podcast. Is that something that is now like, yeah, every year I'm gonna try and do like have a chef and take that stuff more seriously because obviously you had so much success with it.
8: Um yeah, I think, you know, again, people like it's the same with all of us, like interviewers find the small, like detail that they want to talk to you about and like trying to expose about something. And, and, uh, that was like a big thing. Like one of the, I think Jonathan Gold was like running down the media things to be like, so tell me more about this thing. Well, where are you? What way, what way, where are you? Well, what way do you normally, I'm like, yeah. dude, it's come on. And, um, but like it did make a big difference in terms of injury and illness. I think was one of the biggest things for me is, you know, going into 2022, I don't think my body was as resilient as it, as it had been or it should have been. Um, because you know trying to get into you know pb shape trying to be you know running all these hard workouts i probably wasn't feeling properly and so yeah hired on a chef for the prep camp for worlds and i've kept her on and um, i'll probably keep her on for full time now and um, so she's cooking for me still now uh and it just helps uh, i think it takes the guessing game out of things uh, our nutritionist works really closely with her and and um you know, I have fun now and again, but uh, I think for when we're building this training up it just allows me to kinda of follow a path where I'm not also not getting too skinny or I'm getting too fat. It's always always a nice uh, little in between. But yeah, I don't know. I, I like to invest in what we're doing. Like we're I guess we're the business and that's that's a nice little write-off for me. So it's uh, <laughs> good.
4: Oh man,
1: I want a chef now. Yeah, I'm starting to think of, do I get one of those ideas to set up a coffee club chef maybe. Would you have, we can... would you have mcdonald's <laughs> person- hey no hey this is coffee club Isn't 100 gold. i'm celebrating yeah no mcdonald's for the next two what you, days what are you
0: celebrating every Every other day when you eat mcdonald's <laughs>
1: <laughs> waking
0: up Listen, in the morning we have <laughs> daily mcdonald's here every day <laughs> yeah.
8: it works for some people I, I mean for me like i ate a lot of mcdonald's after the, after the olympics and i could not get that weight off man i was huge <laughs> and I, I just can't do it it's just my body doesn't react well to to anything apparently, um, so I get it tight from the boys for that. <laughs> so I good. wish I could do it. Man. So good.
1: Uh, my question is: Are you going to run another half marathon? I the, was going to ask the same thing. Is that is that is that in the cards? Because it looks like I mean we, we I it was chatter in our gym when we saw the result of that half marathon for you. and We're like, shit. Should we be doing that as well? <laughs> um, is that is that the plan? <laughs>
8: Yeah, we're discussing which half to run now because we have a couple of people on the team that have like bonuses for half. So we, we were trying to find one that had like an official time. Another downhill uh, one, right? Course. Pardon? <laughs>
1: Another downhill one, right?
8: <laughs> Listen. <laughs> was, it, was
1: it
2: downhill?
8: I Listen, net, net downhill, sure. I'll give you net downhill. But it, to be honest, it was so hard. And like, if you guys ran, like, I don't know if you guys have raked a half before, but. If you race a half, like, it's not tiring, but you just, your legs will, like, my legs in the last two miles were just ready to buckle. Yeah. And so the downhill makes it so much worse, like the pounding. So, yeah, we're discussing it right now, but I'm guessing we'll probably run San Diego again because it means that we have a benchmark for what we were in December of last year. But I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to get more people in it. I think, you know, I think the Tin Man guys are up for it. And um, I get a text like every two weeks from Drew Hunter being like, San Diego? And I'm like, yeah, man, San Diego. So if you guys are up for it, San Diego, December 18th. Warm
2: on weather? The, could be on the cards.
8: <laughs> be- yeah, it's beautiful. Going yeah. down there from Seattle in December is unreal.
0: Oh, I believe that. I can imagine. Are uh, you back in, Are you so are you in Albuquerque right now?
8: No, I'm in Seattle. So we start, we do the whole fall here in, in, uh, in Seattle. And then when it comes to the new year, I'm, I'm mostly in Albuquerque um, because obviously we're training more specifically for races and stuff like that. But now it's just like a lot of it's team bonding and a lot of it's getting, you know, getting involved with the company. I'm sure you guys are pretty similar with ON, where we're doing onboarding on Monday with all the different parts of the company and stuff like that. So um, very we're familiar. very much in Seattle.
0: Very familiar. It's as if our boss used to be your boss.
8: So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve the cocker's bringing his tricks to on, is he? Funny he, how that he's works. pivoting. He's pivoting around.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, we had we we started practice literally last week as well, and we had what they call the on summit. So I imagine it's like a very similar thing to what you guys are doing right now. So yeah. enjoy yeah, it. Yeah,
8: We have that on Monday. No, it's yeah. Ours is um, yeah. Ours is on Monday. It's not too bad. I think we ha- we finish it monday night with a happy hour so it's not it's not like the most intense thing so it's nice
1: is anybody invited or can we go to the happy hour
8: <laughs> listen if you want to fly out you guys should come here all
1: right so we we'll see monday well while we'll steve see if we can uh, see if we can put that in the budget he's got some contacts yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um is there any other questions that we have for josh before we let him
7: go um i guess i was gonna ask how's wally doing how's,
8: how's the
1: lead yeah episode
8: oh so, yeah Helded we list. had a bit of a, a barn burn there the workout probably wasn't supposed to be and uh well he's yeah well he's coming on well man it's nice to see him back at training i don't think i trained with him like for nearly 12 months now mm-hmm. and so having him back he has the beefiest shoes on though to be fair his shins can't take it but <laughs> him being back in business and, and beefing our uh our 1500 squad to, to four guys makes a big difference and uh yeah it's nice to have him back fully fully fit and i think you know he's a man that can do some damage when he's fit. So we're excited to have him back in the in the squad. And uh, yeah, it was good fun today.
7: Yeah. I mean, I, he was, you know, one of my best friends and great team in college. And I saw a photo of you guys training together the other day and I got really excited because I was like, yeah, yeah it's a was good back, sign, you know, it's good to and, see. You. Yeah, he's been a long back,
8: time. yeah. He's coming back. Yeah. He's coming back. And you know, you know, his personality He's going to yeah. be, he's going to be talking shit <laughs> oh,
0: no that so. as soon as he gets a little bit of fitness he's back he, he's, he's going back. to be talking shit yeah. to us right <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the enemies now
1: uh, well at, at the brook summit next week do they do they unveil uh, the latest fluoro designs for next season. Listen, yeah,
8: we did a. I did an ad. We have an advert coming out um, for our speed products, and so we were able to get a sneak peek at the new, the new singlets, and yeah, they look pretty good. They look pretty. They're very different to how we normally look. Are they're you, very bright. Still, <laughs> I will say. That. Are you gonna they get
1: your very own very singlet because you're a world champ. you gonna get your own color.
8: Mm. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not saying no to that. How about that? Okay. <laughs> well, guess we'll,
1: we'll find out at Milrose then. We'll find out about yeah,
8: Milrose. you will have a very good idea what yeah. what we'll be wearing. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's in the works. I haven't seen it yet, though. So, awesome.
0: So. Can't wait to
1: see that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Josh, thank you so much for giving us your time today. Uh, is there anything else you would like to say to our fans before we see you off?
8: Well, uh, well, you know, it's a pleasure, obviously, coming on, and it's an honor to be on the 100th episode. I do get sent a lot of clips from uh, whenever you guys are talking about me. Exactly <laughs> All right,
0: but, we'll, t- we'll talk about you more. So,
8: yeah. uh, and I, I definitely watched your episode from last week. So I was like, maybe I don't know if this is like a, gonna be a practical joke or something where I'm falling in and they're gonna be roasting me or something. So I was like, I'm gonna do a bit of research, but no it's uh, We're not, no, we're very not like powerful.
0: you guys, you <laughs> evil. you guys I remember I when I remember when I think it must have been when you guys had Ollie on the show, and you literally texted me like, "Hey, is there any dirt on Ollie?"
8: Oh, that's that, that Dave one oh
1: one. And 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 the problem is Morgan delivered too, and I had to sit there and Dave. What was it? Off, I can't remember. I can't remember, but Dave read off this stuff I'm like how the, <laughs> the hell does Ribeye know this shit? It is Dad. good. It is good. It is yeah, it was good, good stuff. It was great stuff. But no He loves
8: um, the team, man, but yeah. Well you but thank you very seat. much for having me on, guys. Yeah,
1: Thank you. Congrats again. And um yeah. Best we'll of so luck you. With see everything. you soon. See you on we'll the start line. Yeah. See you soon. Yeah.
8: Magic. See you guys later. Cheers.
1: Bye. Amazing.
0: Another successful interview. Yeah. This time with a world champion. I
1: was about to say, is that our first world champ?
0: Let me just crunch the numbers in my head.
1: Can't remember. Can't remember either, but I think our first world champ in the 1500 meters. For the men.
0: True. True. We maybe have a couple of future world champs here if that counts.
1: Yeah. one One Olympic champs. (laughs) Yeah. 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 European champs. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Uh,
0: Mario, how do you feel uh, listening to... Josh Kerr, your foe, no. world champ talk?
7: I mean, to be honest, like, one of the things before the final is, uh, I remember seeing Josh super focused, you know, everybody's focused, but yeah. Josh especially, he he just looked like dial in, you know, and like, I had the feeling that, you know, obviously I was going for the win as well, but like, I had the feeling that he was going to be one of the guys fighting for that win, and when he won, honestly, I think it was very deserved, so, yeah, I mean, I'm super happy for him, I think he's going to be a great competitor this year, and Hopefully, like, you know, like we can level up and try to beat him. Uh, I hope he's in Glasgow because I want to race the 1500 award indoors. And I hope he's at Europeans as well because I want to race there. Of course. But especially at the Olympic Games. Yeah.
0: Isn't it so interesting when you hear him talk? And I think we all think of him as being incredibly consistent, especially at the big championships. But when you hear him say, I only won one 1500 last year, I, he said that, right?
1: Yeah. Mm. And Jakob only lost one
0: fucking crazy it, and that's but that is the nature of the 1500 even I think of someone like like when he says that I think of Centro I mm-hmm. think of yeah. like he would turn up when it mattered and then he would go to these diamond leagues and come I'm not sure
7: I think there is definitely you know there's two types of races right there's diamond leagues where you have the Pacers and there's championship races right and in championship races there is something else there is something that you gotta have something you know like that you gotta like want to have it like you you gotta want to win it and you know, like we are very close together. There's no pacer. So, like, the race is not going to be a 327 race. It's going to be a 329, 330. And in that case, I think there's like many people in the world that can, you know, win that race. And, you know, Josh did an incredible race. He ran very smart. He put pressure on Jacob, which I think is what we had. We, we got to do. We got to try to beat him. And he came out with the win. Yeah.
1: Could you see Josh winning, like, down the home straight? Did you
7: know what was happening up front? No, to be honest, I didn't know because I was focused on fighting with Jared.
2: <laughs> <But> <laughs> oh,
0: Jared,
7: of <laughs> course. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, like, I mean, I, when I crossed the line, I saw he had won, you know. And, honestly, it, I was I was happy for that because, obviously, I mean, not like I didn't want Jacob to win, but like, I thought it was good for the sport and for the event that definitely. Jacob didn't win, you know. Dude, Yard
0: was so cheeky in that race. Is it true, Yard? I'm pretty sure you were slowing down, and then you saw Mario about to pass you, and you decided to kick again. <laughs> is that
4: true?
7: It is true. Yeah. It just- I, the crazy craziest thing to me is he beat me by one hundredth of a second. You know. He knew how to time it. Yeah. I was like, we've trained together all year long and then you got a hundredth of a second ahead of me. Yeah. He,
1: he knows how to lean, man. I know it's
0: like, how to lean. The goose lean. Yeah. The, goose, the goose lean. <laughs> yeah. It'll get you. Oh, uh, amazing. Well, it's it's kinda crazy to just be in the room and be surrounded by so many amazing like the world class fifteen hundred how many of the top ten fifteen hundred meter runners were just in the room if we count Josh Kerr? Like five.
1: I like mean, three, if we put Stewie in that room as well, <laughs> mm. I mean, crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's funny because you think of our sport being so, um, so hard to reach for fans, but to really connect these athletes together, it's actually not been that hard. Really, it's been pretty cool. Just to, a phone call away. Just a phone will. call away. <laughs> Just, just a just a phone call, just away. one coffee club episode away from being fully connected to the fully sport. fully connected to the sport, and it's it's pretty incredible. Particularly in the fifteen hundred, particularly personalities. Yeah. I would say a lot of good personalities in the event, and uh, we're very very much capitalising on that right now. The rest of the world final coming coming up soon on, on the, the guest list. <laughs> we we'll just we we'll just go down the list. We will just go down that fifteen hundred middle list. Yeah.
0: So Mario has now left left us and. We have another very special in-person guest coming to join us. And we are once again going to get some fat copyright strikes <laughs> for this one.
1: Th- this one in particular will probably end our We're coffee cup board. cruise. Oh, that's We're actually
0: pretty good. <laughs> come on. Here he is. you got to put the Just headphones on, on so you can get high up.
9: our different scarlet letters. Me, mine is better.
1: Yeah, make sure you speak so pretty close young. into the mic. We're
9: on the road to Ruben.
1: Gus is taking the mic away.
0: I'm not convinced like that we can just, just play bathroom. music like this because <laughs> I don't hear other podcasts do it, and it seems like such a no brainer. <laughs> I
3: don't know. It's kind of a vibe, so. <laughs>
1: well, this this well, episode just won't be really easy yeah, well, we <laughs> because of <laughs> music. Um, that was pretty fun.
0: Oh, yeah. Taylor Swift. Welcome, Yara, to the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. Explain to
1: me what Taylor's vision is.
0: Oh yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh,
3: Basically, when um, her her old producer for like her first six albums kind of sold out her like rights to own that music to someone else, someone that she really didn't like, Scooter Braun. Yeah, Scooter Braun.
0: Isn't that Justin Bieber's agent? Correct.
1: He's in a lot
4: of hot water. What drama.
3: (laughs) Um, want to hear more about that she was really really bitter about it and just like yo I want to like own my own music like why can't I do that so um she was like whatever I'm just gonna re-record all my old songs so that I own them and then uh that was that now she's that that's
0: like
1: now she's made even more money than before why doesn't every artist just do that I guess they probably have contracts I mean, like still.
3: yeah like certain artists like do have the rights to their own songs It just like kind of like depends on the producer and all that junk but uh she's now um four out of the six. So we got two more to go.
0: Wow. <laughs> so you, like, does it sound any different?
3: <laughs> it does. It, it's very subtle. It's like you got to, like, kind of listen to the songs to really, like, know the differences between them. But, um, like, it's definitely, like, one, like, the instrumental stuff sounds better. Her voice sounds more mature and better. And then she releases, like, five or six vault tracks that are, like, un- unheard before. So... just to keep people yeah yeah
0: a little bit extra spice in there exactly while we're on the topic of it so you did see taylor swift in vegas big show maybe best night of your life i'm not sure (laughs) wait what was it what okay (laughs) if you could relive a day or a moment are we going 343 in the mile or vegas taylor swift
3: (laughs) um be honest I, I might go Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> the mile was fun, but like it hurt a lot. <laughs> like, do I wanna go through that pain again? Or do I just wanna like have a ton of fun at a concert for like three, four hours? Like, come on.
0: You have you have tickets for future
1: Taylor Swift?
3: Yeah, when she comes back to America in like November twenty
1: twenty four, uh Isn't she American? Soon. Isn't she in America right now? What do you mean she's come back to America? Well, her America tour
3: is over like oh, this leg of the tour and then she has a little international tour. Is she known internationally? Yeah, like all those tours sold out too. Oh. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. It's Mario is shaking his, his head over there. <laughs> he, no, like old oh, Bad out. Bunny, but you know. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And the other thing which you did a couple weeks ago, which I didn't even know was a thing, is you went and saw like some movie about her. What what was that? Oh, uh, the Aerith Tour movie.
3: What is yeah. that? So basically it just takes the entire Aerith Tour. And then puts it in a movie, and that's it. <laughs> was it good? It, it was good. Um, I think it's like not quite like as hype as just like being there, but like I think it's great for people who like can't afford to be there, like couldn't get a ticket because they were ridiculous for a long time. Uh, so it was, it was a good movie, though. I had a good time.
0: Man, I'm concerned. I think you're taking this too far. Can you love Taylor Swift too much? Like.
3: I think so. I don't. <laughs> I think I'm at a very healthy level where, like, I just really like a lot of her music and like who she is as a person. But like, Mara's like, if Taylor Swift ran for president, but like she was terrible, like, would you vote for her? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, though. That, that's
1: where he's drawn the line. Yeah. Honestly, I I respect that. How do you feel about the new Travis Kelsey relationship with Taylor? Do you reckon this is a good move for her? Do you reckon this is going to help her music career, or is it just going to create more songs <laughs> that come out about? Football references in breakups.
3: You know, I think I think if she's happy, like then it's a good move. Mm. I feel like um she kind of talks about this in like a lot of her lesser known songs, just like like the need to just be like left alone a little bit and just like to kind of like mm. everyone really leave my love life like out of like my successful career life. Mm. Uh, but you know, I think like Travis Kelsey seems like a fun guy. Mm. He's, know, doing well yeah, like. he's doing very well. I don't know a ton about him. Yeah, he's doing very well. My fans. <laughs> team. So if you can, if you can put
1: out a, a message to uh to Taylor. Daily. Don't break up with him until after the NFL season because I need him performing at his best. And I do feel like their relationship has been massive for the NFL. Mm. Um, a lot of Swifties turning up, which is great. Are you going to be turning up to a uh, Chiefs game because Swifties in the, in the crowd? No, absolutely not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, don't, I like I don't like That's football enough. <laughs> Way too far.
1: Uh, to close out the
0: Taylor Swift segment of this show today, <laughs> what is the maximum price you would pay to go see Taylor live? The maximum price.
3: Um,
0: would you pay uh, if the
3: seats were like really good? Yeah, I think the max I would go. Mm, Fifteen hundred.
0: Fifteen hundred. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought the number was going to be a lot higher, to be honest. I think
3: just because, like, I got, like, pretty good deals on both my tickets to where I'm just, like, I would not, I don't know why. Because I heard
0: those tickets anything. were much more than that.
3: They can get higher than that. Like, it depends on where they were. Like, Vegas was really cheap because it was, like, Vegas. uh, But, like, New York or Chicago were, like, really expensive and stuff. So Okay. That's what it is.
0: Fair enough. Glad we cleared that up. Uh, Yeah. Since this is episode 100 of the Coffee Club Podcast and we're celebrating the show and taking... This trip down memory lane. What's your favorite podcast memory? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we laugh because Yarrett is the the person who has probably never watched our podcast. That's not completely true.
3: <laughs> I feel like it might I probably am like on the lesser end of things on the team, but I wouldn't put myself at the least. But what of of what I have watched, um, I guess it's kind of a cop out because it's kind of recent, but I might give it to um, Ollie's monologue. Yeah, I think I think we all enjoyed it a lot. Uh, but I think just kind of like seeing him just kind of like talking like that for like thirty minutes was just like I don't know, was pretty cool. Especially since like Ollie's you know same training group as like me and Mario, and just you know see him talk about his struggles and whatnot felt like it was really a really cool one and a good one that I
1: actually. Uh. yeah i mean i want to tear up right now yes. I'm, I'm literally about to tear up i really appreciate that Yara.
0: well <laughs> if we're going to talk about it we should talk about it because it was on the notes and i was just kind of leaving it for the the right moment but yeah. that was i think for people that listen to our podcast i think that would I'm, I'm just guessing but that would probably be like the overall like favorite episode like most people would probably say that was the favorite or like the most impactful or i mean the response that we got from that episode was so amazing and I think it really encapsulated a bit of like a lot of like our aspirations for the podcast which is most of the time we're trying to be funny and light-hearted and spread positivity about like how fun running is and stuff but ultimately what we're trying to do is we're trying to connect and bring people into our community and I don't think there's much else that you can do to bring people into your community than opening up in that way and being so vulnerable and so many people were able to Empathize with the messages that you spoke about, and that, and I think for the community as a whole, our community and you know, the greater running community is like such a massive moment, and especially because you know, it was a little bit unexpected as well. Yeah, and so I think we all have to just take our hats off and give credit to what you did in that episode, and it was so special.
1: I remember doing it, and uh. I wrote out what I wanted to say and I felt very, very motivated to do it, um, with mental health and, and, and just being able to have that platform, I thought, what would, I was sitting back and we all had monologues about certain aspects of, of what we do. And for me, the one thing that I was thinking about was if I was a fan, if I was listening, what would I want to hear that maybe might confront me with some situations, but also give me some comfort? And, uh. For me, I, I thought mental health and my struggles would be great because a lot of people go through it in sport and in life. And for us, we're kind of, we're not we're not the NFL, we're not the NBA, but we are kind of put on a pedestal for a lot of these young high school runners. There's a lot of these college runners and international runners. Um, we have international people in this team that go home and a lot of those fans turn up to those races and see you as that kind of figure that might be like a perfect sculpture in a museum it's just not true like we all have imperfections that make us beautiful for what we are and i remember texting morgan i was like oh maybe i shouldn't shouldn't i i was kind of a bit worried about it i was like oh maybe i can do it again i i don't know if i felt very comfortable with it but you kind of said no it's it's good we'll, we'll put, put it out there so um and the response i got was great because i wanted people to be able to take my messages away and hopefully Get something out of it for their own perspective in their own lives, because everybody deals with situations behind closed doors that they might not be so comfortable to share. And um, <laughs> <laughs> Gus just said, "I'm out of here." Um, and uh, I I felt that sharing this could be great for me mentally, which I think it was. It really opened up my my brain a little bit to to feeling like this is this is not not saying this is not. It's normal like people go through this and you should you should be able to feel these things but also be able to convey these things and hopefully send out a good message but also i felt very vulnerable at that point in time because i had talked about things that i hadn't spoken about with my teammates uh, my parents i had to kind of call my parents before and tell them that this is this has happened this has happened in my life and i'm going to talk about it um on a a public (laughs) public situation and and that was tough and i think that was tough for them too because my brother and my family, like they are my biggest support crew and so is my teammates and my friends and like the amount of messages and, and calls that I got saying that I wish I could help. I wish I could have done this. It's like, well, you didn't know. And and that's why I'm sharing this message is because I'm hoping that when people get to that situation, they can think, well, I've always had this great relationship with Yard and Mario and there's a situation in my life that's really, weight, weight, like it's a lot of weight on my shoulders. I, I need to talk to someone about it. And and that's the, the overall message is that Talking about something about your issues and your situations, it's really helpful because there are, even though it seems very cynical, the world right now, there are people out there that love you and care about you and they just want to talk. They want to hear you talk. They want to be available. And it's not just saying like, I'm going to fix your solution. I'm going to fix your problems. They're not there for that. They're there saying, I hear you. I understand what you're going through. Let's just keep this conversation going and let's enjoy those happy moments, those good moments like getting dropped by yard in 150s or Mario. Um perfect stride going past me around the bend so like so annoying either, either way yeah <laughs> so it. annoying either way that's that's the message i was kind of trying to send along and and it was great to hear that people felt that message and got it and uh i just i just thought that it was it was a uh thing that i could give back to the sport but also give back to coffee club because i think for the three of us for george morgan and i this has been such an incredible bond and so special to our hearts that we don't do this every week because we have to. We do this every week because we want to and we love it. And uh, we're very, very lucky to be in this position. So I thought that would be a great way to give back. And
0: yeah, that's how I feel amazing. about it. So
1: amazing. And
0: yeah, thank you so much. I think, yeah, the response was so good. And just, it was such a good positive moment just overall. So it was amazing. So thank yeah. you for bringing that up here. Wow, no problem. We love you all. Thank <laughs> you. I, I love you too.
1: And um, <laughs> it was very hard to follow up your monologue yeah (laughs) that's that's literally one of my our responses i was like
0: what is george gonna talk about i i
1: remember thinking that and i also because i really should have put this one at the end (laughs) i watched um morgan and george's and 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 the one thing is my parents are gonna love anything we do but they really love george's and morgan's monologue they thought it was fantastic and my dad in particular called me up and he said you guys should do that every season or every every time you get a chance or opportunity you should really do that because back in yeah um those monologues are pr- quite valuable because you get that platform that a lot of people might relate to Morgan's story more than George's or George's story more than Ollie's. And I think my dad felt that Morgan and George and my story were so uh, amazingly unique, but also very beneficial for people listening in different stages of their lives. So I think that was an amazing thing we were able to achieve. Um, and uh, hopefully we can do that again. The monologues were, I yeah. think, were a huge success. Mm-hmm. I think we should do them again. I
0: yeah, I would yeah. love to. When the when the time is right, we'll be we'll be back. Yard. Uh, now that you've been with us for as long as you've been with us for, what do you rate? How how do we phrase that question? Do we say what do you rate the team, or are we saying us, the Coffee Club specifically? I think it
1: was the team because it was was at, it the team? I think it was the team. Was it that an eight out of ten? No, no, it was like was a It was like a two. Oh, it was at a two.
0: And a then two. it went up. No, because we've asked him twice.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we it went up,
0: twice. but it still wasn't. It wasn't a ten.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what are we at now? Um I think I'll give it a nine.
1: Oh, that's high. Where's that last... where are we gonna get <laughs> that last point? I think What are we lacking? Mario Kart skills, just say it. Just, I mean just say you guys
3: it. you guys could improve, but
1: yeah. <laughs> I think it's uh
3: I don't know, like an unspoken missing piece that just comes with time. It's intangible. And think, yeah. And I think like the more time you spend with people, like the more that you kind of just like, you, you
0: just know. Yeah. You just know. All right. Well, I'm happy that we're not at a 10. I'm happy that we still have <laughs> room, room to, for room to, grow. to Otherwise grow. I would be concerned that, yeah, I'd be like, all right, I've, I've um, achieve everything I want to achieve with I'm, this team with I'm this group here, of people. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving on. He did the he would do a reverse. He went to Bauman. He's like, This team <laughs> needs some fixing. I'm gonna I, go I'm i gonna go to go a it. team <laughs> that's a <it> two. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make this team into a ten like I did it yeah. on my season. I've run
1: a three forty three mile, it's time to bring that back to Bauman and build them
0: up again. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh yeah, thank you very much for joining us for this yeah, special you. occasion. One more one more
3: thing. Um so does this thing make like funny noises or? No, he's pointing to our soundboard, which is not being
0: configured. In the future, that's our plan. And
3: what are you imagining? I don't know. It's like a dog barking sound, or just mm. like a ba 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 ba, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can
0: we can clip that exact sound that Jared just made, and we can make that one of the sounds. I would, uh,
1: we should get yard in for We're some We're gonna sounds, have like a sound like if, sound, if we talk about your race, <laughs> if we talk about like Yara running, we'll we'll give you like a hello <laughs> maybe it would be like the Mario Kart yeah. soundtrack <laughs> yeah that'd be amazing that'd be awesome that's our, that's our plan okay. Yeah, that sounds great though. so yeah. that could be the 10 right, right there <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the
3: final piece yeah
0: no thank you Yad we appreciate you a lot and I think we'll roll straight into our next guest um, so this can be your outro music and also our next guest intro music if I may get the music going again Ooh.
2: Oh, oh, oh.
0: <laughs> Where is God our next guest? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Let's fly
3: way up to the clouds
0: Oh, this is nice
3: Away from the maddening
0: crowds, Wait, should, we, we we should we just start having like music breaks in our podcast? Okay, we're going like to see, we're gonna see no how, how the copyright goes
2: it's kind of Let us vibe. leave
9: the confusion and all this illusion behind. Is this the?
0: This is the wrong version. It's this English, is the, it's it's English, English
2: version.
0: Like. <laughs> Who sings the original?
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah. okay, I was confused it. that I could understand it. Yeah. I was expecting. I was expecting <laughs> not to be able to understand. This has got
2: to be it. it. Make this
1: is oh, we found
9: it. Blue. Do you want
0: to a little duet.
9: I can't.
1: I can't do it. Not in front of you. I, if I if I start if I start making mistakes, I feel like I'm gonna you gonna ruin a whole nation, ruin a whole culture. Um, but maybe we should mention to our listeners who's on at the moment. Does anybody have a guess? Who's our listeners? Our, our viewers can see.
0: Hey, have you said any words yet? <laughs>
1: Ciao. <laughs> Ciao, ciao,
0: <laughs> ciao, ciao. ciao. Come ciao. stai? Tutto bene. tutto bene. Si, tutto bene. Ah,
10: that's me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome back to
0: the podcast. Oh yeah. Recent, recent, recent guest actually. Recent, yeah. Make sure you talk just into it nice and. Like here? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful, <laughs> <It's perfect>. beautiful. <laughs> so good. This is the
1: first time I get to be with Sinter on the podcast, oh, so it's a big special moment for me. Oh. No. Yeah, because mm. I was not with
10: you like for. We minutes. did. We
0: did the brie- the one year before in Saint Moritz. We did. Oh the yeah, team.
1: the brief interviews with Sage, Cinta, and, yeah. and Alicia. That was like Cinta's yeah. first day on the team. That was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, and got thrown straight into the deep end. We really appreciate you uh, hitting that hard.
0: First day on OAC. First day on Coffee Club.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the way it goes, it goes hand in hand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So Cinta, do you have any favorite Coffee Club moments? You've been very close to the program for a while now, and you also do listen to. You listen to probably. Most, know, of, it, most yeah. of them,
10: yeah. Um, I mean, Yard already said a good point, but what's the other one?
0: It is hard because if yeah, you ask so me many. that, <laughs> if you ask me that question, I probably would. I just forget all the moments. We can uh, we can explore some of the antics together if you would like to make it a bit easier because we still have a whole section on our memory list of that's just all the antics. Uh.
10: Great. Right. <laughs> It'll be good for you guys also to recap, you know.
0: <laughs> so I mean, the first one I don't I don't remember when this was. This is a very specific moment. Ollie's cowboy American accent. <laughs> what? Because you expect most of the things to be that are on here to be like things that have have either happened regularly or like it was a big thing. I just don't know when <laughs> I, this- I, I,
1: the cowboy <laughs> American cowboy accent. Can you give it to us? <laughs> I, I th- this is the issue with my American accent. I can go to the midwestern thing of like. Let's go, Packers! Aaron Rodgers, cheese curds. Yeah, I can, I can do that kind of. It's not very good anymore because my whole American accent is formed into uh, one accent. Ritz, <laughs> and the problem with Ritz is it's so easy to do because you just, you know, you just go, good God, man,
6: look at Jordy's calves.
1: Like very easy for me to get into that. The American
2: cowboy. One. I think
0: I think when they say cowboy, it's probably Texas. It's probably Matthew McConaughey. It's probably all right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. i love these high school you just girls. gotta
1: keep living man <laughs> l-i-v-i-n
0: that's where my head goes y'all
1: just gotta keep living hook them um <laughs> i don't remember where that came from i struggle with the southern accent i struggle with the word y'all I don't y'all re- i
0: don't understand y'all i
1: don't understand y'all just say we it's so much easier y'all doing this and y'all wait doing yeah that. do you say y'all Yard says it. Yeah, but Yar Yard's from Kentucky. It's Kentucky, so they say it as well. Mario yeah. probably does too. Mario loves Southern yeah. America. He's <laughs> from Mississippi. Y'all doing this? Yeah, y'all biggest y'all biggest doing country last. listener. I know. Yeah, but <laughs> yes. that was an antic because it uh, was quite great. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm proud to say that. My so I was thinking <laughs> <cowboy music laughs> we have piece. a
0: we have a special caller. We
1: have a, we have a, someone calling in.
0: We just have a special caller. Is this? Uh, no, we have the video. We forgot to do our whole skit with this. Say something. We were go- wait, we were going to pretend that you were Jerry Schumacher are- calling
2: <laughs> Jerry
4: Schumacher is...
0: He's available we for comment. We have Jerry Schumacher on the line.
4: Pac-12's just no comment. No comment.
1: No comment. No comment on your performance at Pac-12's?
4: No comment. Actually, I didn't watch Pac-12. <laughs> I have no idea.
0: Jerry probably didn't oh watch it either, so God. that's probably accurate.
4: <laughs> Look at that set.
0: Tom Wang. Tom Wang. Womtang. Tang. Welcome to the podcast.
4: Thank you. I'm wearing my uniform. I've got. Uh, it's beautiful. Seven. Uh, I have seven copies of these that wear each a different color every single day.
0: <laughs> He's talking about our merch. For anyone who can't see the
1: video, so <laughs> which is still available, uh, coffeeclubpod.com.
0: Exactly. Um, so Tom, right now we have St. on as well, and we're running through some some Ollie antics. The Oli antics section of the. The uh, memory sheet, which you made so so beautifully. And the next one, which I th- this is one of the also like most beloved moments was the fan fiction.
4: Oh, <laughs>
1: the Yakub <of> fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. Let's Run got crazy. Let's Run did get wild. I mean, what, what can I say? We're both two good looking blokes. It's bound to happen. Chemistry. It's <laughs> bound to happen. We got good chemistry on the track. Um, yeah.
4: Even better, chemistry. I mean, it's what, it's what I'm personally thinking about when you guys, yeah. <laughs> well, in your speed
1: suits lined yeah. up, yeah, just in our speed suits. We're both tatted up now, and you know, who knows? Who knows? No comment. No uh, comment. I'm gonna put a no comment there, Sinta. Sinta,
0: yeah. did you read the fan fiction? No. Nope. You actually don't know.
10: That's why I was so confused.
1: <laughs> it's uh well. I guess we I gotta say revisit like it then. It's a fan fiction of a ship. Which is like a relationship between me and uh Inga pretty much a romantic relationship that um, we're trying to pre- like we we're, we're trying to prevent happening because we have these different lives and these different situations, but we just can't help but fall in love with each other. And somebody has written that in a Let's Run chat, and it was quite it went viral for a little bit it was quite funny yeah
0: it was a pretty long last run post and it was really graphic
1: yeah let's say somebody Very had graphic. a lot of time on their hands and they hmm. created this was it
4: uh
10: no?
1: i think
0: i mm. think so it? have you there, have you read also, sorry go ahead
4: there's people have uh every once in a while i'd say every couple of months another other chapters release sometimes <laughs> it introduces another athlete yeah okay. yeah so it wasn't just me so they'd
1: have uh, jake whiteman, jake whiteman there? was there i think josh kerr was in it
4: Probably. Yeah. yeah they yeah. just
1: had all these other athletes. I mean, Yard will probably end up in one of the chapters. Mario will probably end up in one of the chapters. So, they're just going to chapter every middle distance 1500 meter guy into these Jakob ships of relationships. And, uh, yeah. It's
4: a beautiful thing. Yeah. Haskell needs more of it, that. Is it, is it technically ICU canon or is this like <laughs> kind of like an alternate universe situation? I don't
1: know if this is ICU canon. I, we'd have to confirm with the writer because... He somehow has. That I think we.
0: I think we get to decide that. I mean, George came up with the term ICU. So I think we have some.
1: I forgot what it was for a second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> some say in the Ingibjörsen <laughs> cinematic universe. I mean, it started well before us. They literally have a reality TV show, so I, we can't take credit for it beginning. But I think, I think we've we at least con- contributed to it in some way, and I think we will continue to do that.
1: Yeah. But I just say that fan fiction uh, was quite intense, and I'd love to see who that fan was and why they came up
4: with that. In the first. But uh, yeah. Tom,
1: Tom, was it you? T- you can no, tell No, it us. was not. <laughs> you can I, tell I, us.
4: I, I have my own secret set that I write in my diary, but <laughs> I, I, I would never publish that. The world's not ready for that one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Just for Tommy boy. Um, another one on the list, which was this, was just like the funniest thing ever when this happened is eyelash mcguckins oh
4: no
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys remember that one
1: created a fan for life right there yeah, we did <laughs> big fan
0: how do we break that one down
1: well we I, break it down as this i watched a race where alicia led nine hundred nine nine 000. nine thousand six hundred meters of it and then ilish took off got the last four hundred meters down Broke the British record and what well, I Athletics posted about it. So I thought, oh, they didn't say anything about Alicia. She broke an American record. So then I commented, also an American record for Alicia Monson, who led 9.6K of the race. And then I checked my comments and Alicia responded saying that I ride the tailcoats of Josh Kerr um, or something like that. It was It was a bit of a jab. And then I realized when I looked at the post, it was a collaboration post between Ilish and World Athletics. So it looked like I commented that on her post, which I thought I had commented on World Athletics. Yeah. And that was where I was like, oh. Yeah, crap. she didn't
0: She didn't take it very well.
1: Yeah. So then I just responded and said, wanted to give my teammate some kudos. You had a great race also. And then from there, people just commented against either Ilish or against me, just saying like, Ollie, that was so rude. Why would you comment that on her post? Even though it was World Athletics that posted it. And then somebody would say, wow, Elisha you're a sore winner or something like that. So it kind of got out of proportion. Um, but Eyelash McGuckins, you know, she's an incredible runner. She had one of the coolest races at Com Games, I think, with 10,000 meters when she won that. So a huge respect for her as an athlete. Um, but yeah, she did not like my comment. And that's just banter for you, I think. I think have it was you, Have you seen her since? run like into her? I've seen her around. I don't think she knows who I am. See, I was wondering the same thing because I forgot this whole thing happened and that she probably very much dislikes us as a podcast. And I saw her in the grocery store in Samarit's and like was quite friendly and waved and said hi. Nothing. Mm. But also, she just oh, honestly no. might not know who I am. Yeah. Oh, so I'm not sure which it was. Yeah. I mean, she must have but an idea of I remember of afterwards, me. I was like, oh yeah, there was that thing. Mm. That. She, she must have an idea of me because she said I ride the coattails of Josh Kerr Um, so she probably knows of me, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's the way you go. It's the way the, the way the cookie crumbles, you you can't all have fans, but I think when people think, oh, Ollie's biggest rival is, is, is Jakob, Ollie's biggest rival is Josh Kerr, Ollie's biggest rival is Mario, Ollie's biggest rival is Jared. No, my biggest rival is Eilish McGuckin. (laughs) So let it be known. Let it be known. We're going to run a 10K and she's going to wax me, but... (laughs) She's eventually going to have to run a 1500 and I'll be biding my time see waiting what for that there. race and I'll jump in and race her. See what happens Or race there. her in a beer mile. So that's a challenge out to you, Eilash McGuckins. Beer mile, I'll see you in uh, wherever you are. Yeah. Race you in a beer mile.
0: Uh, Tom, we had to have you on because you're a very, very, very special part of the show. Our super fan and much more than that to us now. How many? You've been multiple time guests, co-hosts. You're just amazing uh is there anything that you would like to say to commemorate this special 100 episode celebration that we have today
4: no just just thank you guys it's been a wild ride i can't even imagine what you know what my past couple of years would look like if George didn't throw that scarf <laughs> that, was like my, that was like that's truly like my origin story so you know i personally have a lot to to thank you guys for and it's been amazing to get to know you and <laughs> everyone in the, the oac team
2: so yeah, yeah you're
0: part of the family now very much it was shelved. fate. it was it was meant to be well
4: yeah that's we'll crazy. let you go tom but uh, thank you tom
0: thank you for hopping on for a little bit and joining us for this special yeah. episode today
4: absolutely love you guys love you tom,
0: love you, tom. have See a great you.
4: episode thank you
0: what a nice guy Sinter and i got to spend some real good quality time with him across europe
1: how was that, Center? It was good. Yeah. He's a, Such a good guy. Yeah. I heard uh, you guys were obviously you and Morgan had a pretty pretty wild year, very busy, very tiring. But uh, after that, you wanted to have a bit of vacation, and you went yeah. with Tong, Tom, and, her, and his partner. I and mean,
10: the first the boat race. Mm. Yeah,
1: Tong we
0: had we had business the, to we had business to take care Martha of in, in Latvia. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
10: yeah. I was just the cheerleader, you know. I was cheering for both of them. Yeah.
1: But and after yeah. that, did you enjoy the vacation with them yeah. or was it quite busy? Like you kept, kept like, doing different things and you just wanted to rest or did you like to just hit everything as you possibly could? Hit all, I every mean, they start?
10: wanted it. I was just coming back on running. So yeah. I was waking up every morning at <laughs> 7.30 <laughs> running my six, seven, eight miles and yeah. then the rest of the day was pretty... Pretty relaxed. Always doing something, yeah. you know, always walking. No? Yeah. yeah.
0: We had a great time, but definitely yeah. uh, having to run while everyone else... Well, while, like I was on my break. So if I... if your running partner is on their break and you have to run during vacation when you're in potentially some of the hardest places to run in in the world just logistically the Mm -hmm. amalfi coast not Mm -hmm. known for its great running. Tom was (laughs) my
10: good friend every other day was running with me even even every day i think yeah like the first spot three miles together and then say see you later (laughs) (laughs) and then come back to
2: him there
0: was one day where didn't he do like a couple of workouts with you and it was just a regular run
10: I mean, it was a regular run, but he said it was a far leg for him. <laughs> so he did that, and then he waited for me. He did heels, stride.
0: And but then, he did this all in one yeah. one run.
10: Well, I had seven, eight miles, I think. But my easy pace for him was a far leg. So he was like, I do it with you, and work out perfect.
0: Yeah, no, it was a great time. It was such a good time. Um, Just closing out this Ollie antics list. My personal favorite one, because... This this was just so funny. Because we had talked about this before we ended up talking about it on the podcast, and I know Oli feels very strongly about this. He's claim that he can coach Donovan Brazier better than <laughs> Pete ah, Jolie. Yeah.
1: Where's Donovan now? Uh,
0: <laughs> is Pete is still coaching?
1: Uh that's a good question. We'd have to oh, check he's in. Over. <laughs> um yeah, so I've set up a final search for Donovan. It's pretty much <laughs> seven days a week. Five fishing. days of it's fishing, two yeah. days of it's wrong. Two days, infinite shows. That's what he was I already didn't doing. It. But what I'm letting him do is I'm letting him fish. Five days out of out of seven. It's tiring. I'm pretty right. sure Pete was four days out <laughs> okay. of three, so I'm giving him an extra day of fishing. No, I I, I do stand by that because I I, <laughs> I think it's I think, an easy case to argue based <laughs> on recent results. Well, I don't want to feel feel any type of way i i remember watching donovan run um doha 800 i'm sure you guys have watched that race i've never seen an 800 run like that so beautifully since Radisha, which was very recent obviously but like yeah, he was probably the saying. next Radisha. like he looks so good and the amount of talent he had for the amount of mileage he was running um and also the competitiveness of that athlete was incredible it's just really sad to to know that he's probably gone through a lot of, a lot of setbacks, a lot of struggles. And Pete's obviously trying really hard to, to get him back on track. Um, but uh, I do stand by it. I feel like I'd be a great coach for Donovan because I would go fishing with him and we'd <laughs> have chats chat and he difference. could teach me a bit about fishing and then move to Florida. I'll teach him a bit about, um, uh, I guess <laughs> I'll, I'll just teach him about what not AFL. to do, um, when it comes to running, but it, yeah, I still stand by that. Ollie's never not double down on anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And it's a great well, attitude. I,
1: I, I, <laughs> I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I'd love to coach Donovan. And if I coached him to a Olympic gold medal, then, you know. Would you guys be laughing then?
0: No. But it's, it's funny because it's like, you look at an athlete like Donovan and... I think your initial instinct would be like, this guy must be the easiest guy ever to coach because you just, so low mileage sprinting. But then you realize, actually, it's like a, it's just how every, it's like the yin and the yang. Like, mm. it seems so easy because he's just such raw talent. But then those athletes are also the ones who are often are susceptible to those like pretty major injuries, you know?
1: I think mm. the higher the mileage, the easier it is to coach. That's because a, that's
0: an interesting there's lists, point.
1: There's list intricacies. Yeah, that's like, true. at some point, just right it's on. just. <laughs> mileage and inf- infinity threshold. I mean honestly, <laughs> the less you do of that, the more uh, the details matter. Do you think but this is the thing. I personally from what I've seen with the team, Helen is quite easy to coach, <laughs> but I is would, this, is this from from you, because are you coaching her? No, because <laughs> because she's coming into our team already Olympic medalist, world champ and so 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 talented, but also very wise. Yeah, that's very annoying, kind of a different story, I guess, because she's a lot she's older so, than the rest of us. Yeah, she's just so good at what she does, and there's a reason because of that. She's so consistent. She's just and and she's a killer. She goes out there, races, and executes her plan perfectly. I think she's really easy to coach at this stage of her li- uh, uh, life or her career. When it comes to somebody like Joe Klecker, he's high mileage. I don't think Joe Klecker's easy to coach because Joe is the guy that one percenter. He always wants that extra one percent, whether it's sauna, whether it's some sort of Red Bull drink, <laughs> whether it's gaming on the switch seven hours a day. He's always looking for that one percent treatment, whatever. And that one percent can also be over a hundred percent where he gets injured. He's overcooked. um, Something happens in his, in his lead up to, to like that, that happens. So I think it looks like that trajectory. I think George has a point, but also I feel like it might be the maturity of the athlete. Whereas a lot of you practice. forget how young Donovan Brazier is. He's very young. He's very young.
0: Because he went pro so young.
1: Mm. So I think that's that's maybe a factor is the maturity of the athlete, the easier it is to coach them. Um, 100%. But at but the also, end of the day,
0: you would still do better than Pete Julian. Yes.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> just to clear that up.
1: Yes. And 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 Pete, if you're listening, which I know you are, um, <laughs> it's, it's no offense ever taken. I just really want to coach Donovan. So like I really person. want to coach him. <laughs> Huh? It's not personal. No, no. I, I think Pete's an amazing bloke. And he's been amazing for the sport. I just really want to coach Donovan. So I'm doing whatever I can. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Uh, Santa, before we let you go, we got to ask you a couple of questions to get the fans excited. Um, well, I do want to ask like how you're feeling right now with training and one year on the team and all the adjustments because as George and I covered... Um, I guess it would have been a few months ago now you have a very interesting story to get to this point a pretty unique story compared to the rest of us in terms of like how little you were running I mean when we were already been running for 10 years you know you were just you were doing the 400 meter hurdles Um, how are you feeling at this point in the progression and are you excited to venture into a new distance which (laughs) I kind of know the answer to that but uh, I don't know if we want to announce it but might, someone might be running a five k in the near future.
10: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: didn't know this. <laughs> Tell us. There's
10: like maybe I'm going to do a five k and be you, like rest of you, but doesn't mean I'm going to choose to do a five k. So we see what the time says. And but I still wanted to express myself in the fifteen hundred mm-hmm. and just train. Uh, I mean, last year was just getting adapted to the new team training and everything, and I would like to do it like a little bit more comfortable than just like, you know, uh, getting adapted to the new stuff. Mm -hmm. So this year will be like to see what's my body is at and what I can improve from last year. So that would be my biggest goal for this year. Like, Mm -hmm. great, but you know, keep it there. (laughs) and see what's But like, 5k, whatever. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No No, you're you're No big fan. Still a 1500 meter runner.
10: I like to define myself as a 1500
1: <laughs> no, no one's been given much choice about uh <laughs> yeah. about the bu race <laughs> yeah
0: i mean i don't know it's probably too early for us to start talking about all that stuff but
1: yeah a, f-
0: a few of us in the team will be racing a 5k at bu yeah it's what is in the plans but yeah i i totally you are getting forced to run the 5k i know how you don't want to run it and you are I'm very just attached scared, to fifteen. You know? It is scary. <laughs> it's so it's, many laps. <laughs> it's very far, <laughs> but no, you've been on a great tra- trajectory so far, and yeah, I understand what you're saying. You just want to keep it going and continue to feel better and better.
10: And if I enjoy it, I mean, it's still time to change my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, Cynthia, thank you very much for joining us today.
10: Thank you, guys, for having me for this special episode. Mm. Hell yeah!
0: <laughs> Hell yeah! And uh, I guess now it's time for us to play Sinta's outro song which is also the intro song for our next very special guest can listen yeah you should yeah. listen a bit
2: <laughs> 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 who
0: could this be? who could this be? <laughs> this is not what I expected but also exactly what I expected at the same time <laughs> does it feel right <laughs> it's amazing
9: <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah just is this just that is like, this really swiss yeah i just said love is going out to switzerland so super swiss
4: yeah
0: uh jonas welcome back to the podcast thank you very much uh, cool i think first up? off we need to start off with a public podcast apology because we got a lot of crap for when we had him on last time i don't know if we you guys did. saw this because we, 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 we ignored him half the episode. So. Uh, yeah <laughs> no it's all good. all good but we have promised that we are Small going steps. to have a interview like a specific Jonas ep- where that's what we're saying we promise in the future we'll have the specific the Jonas interview episode where we do your whole life story <laughs> if you would like
9: to No, that sounds good sounds good I mean <laughs> I'm already like a frequent, um part of your vlog so yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Jonas
0: has been in most of my, I guess, was it the last two? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And that, that's like really that. what got the people going again. <laughs> but you are also a listener. You do listen to the podcast oh, yeah, as well. For sure, for sure, yeah. Do you have yeah. any fun memories or anything to comment on for this special <laughs> episode?
9: I don't have a specific one, but just in general, um, it's sometimes complicated or difficult to explain, like, what you go through as a professional athlete, like, to explain to family or, like, even better like all the people like what it is like so i think it's it's really nice than having like three professional athletes on your level and um, talking about like what you're going through mm-hmm. um, things like what ollie said like it's not only the ups but also the downs so yeah that's definitely something but one other thing is as well like whenever <laughs> whenever ollie's making a super controversial statement <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's your favorite and, and you see like Morgan and George are <laughs> looking at him and <laughs> or he's like, like oh, let him do his thing how, what, how we no get comment. out of this so like, oh, no. whenever this happens that's just like, you, like, yeah, it's just yeah. it's amazing
0: yeah because I think that is the difference like there are certain intricacies which it would take someone who spends time around us outside the podcast like Jonas to understand like, I think some listeners wouldn't, wouldn't like know, but then Jonas would see us and just, he, Jonas can like read between the lines of if we're just like normally on the podcast. So yeah. it's going to be very enjoyable for you to have that extra layer of whatever it is <laughs> to enjoy.
9: And the other thing what I said is also like coming down to you. remember the first time we met in Nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, wait, we, yeah, we raised,
9: Who? oh no, that, that was, no, was Gateshead. He, yeah, Gateshead, Gateshead, exactly. Diamond League, we raised 5k against each other so right after the finish after the finish line I went over I was <laughs> a little fanboy went over to Morgan and I told him that I'm like really enjoying his vlogs <laughs> because he's like there are so many vlogs out there and if you're a professional athlete you sometimes feel like yeah that's that's not like my life yeah and then you see like Morgan doing his vlogs and it's like exactly what you're going through then it's like yeah Amazing stuff. I was a little fanboy
0: there. I appreciated that a lot at the time and I still (laughs) do. And uh, yeah, I'd love to continue to make them with all you guys because it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It just takes a lot more work than the podcast, unfortunately. But, you know, we got some stuff in the works, hopefully. So we'll keep them coming. But Jonas, um, we've gotten back into training recently and you've been in flying form. How's everything going for you? Looking forward to this. Big Olympic year,
9: yeah. Can't complain. Um, just had our our meeting with David and Kelsey, and uh, I think for me, it's 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 all about consistency and getting used to the new system. So I'm part of the OAC for one and a half years now, and so I really get into the rhythm, get used to David's training. So I really, I really think it will pay off the the next year. I mean, at, l- at least that's my hope. Um, Amen. But yeah, <laughs> that's my hope as well <laughs> I guess everyone's good yeah yeah, yeah, pretty much. yeah, but I think we slowly can see like where we are going
0: yeah no yeah. we got a we got a lovely little squad coming together this year it's a bit different not mm-hmm. having like I think typically like the backbone of the team in the opening years from a training standpoint was like Ollie and Joe and we've talked about this before how like those were all the guys who were always like doing the most you know and like the rest of us for like seeing how long we could keep up for in a lot of the, in a lot of the stuff i
1: yeah, yeah. I, I feel george george can come into a little bit for the workouts i think overall mileage i think joe and i were pretty much always there but i think george was always jumping in for those fart legs waxing yeah. us in the yeah, fart legs and thresholds it's true. it's true but george was obviously trying to build up his perfect balance of staying injury free as well as building up to that level of what joe and i have been able to to get to. So now I feel like we're so fortunate because everybody's had that kind of build up And the coolest thing to see is, um, for me personally, and I'm sure for you as well, Jonas, was that sub four mile that we did indoors with the whole team. Um, that was pretty amazing. Obviously we needed one more guy there and then oh, it would yeah. have been the, the most I perfect. Wish. It would have been like, that's something for me. Like that's a chariots of fire moment. That's like something that's just the most beautiful thing. If, we had everybody in the team on a sub four mile for a rep on a workout, which is what we did. Unfortunately, Morgan was still coming back from from uh, from injury, but like having that kind of environment around you, particularly such a positive environment, because I remember we finished that. We were all nervous beforehand, and we finished that, and we we're just going, "Did we just do that?" It was like it was just such a great feeling. And um, Jonas, wasn't that your PR in the mile? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Especially if you
9: couldn't... Yeah, Conversion Conversion. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And indoor too It
1: was an indoor track So it's a conversion again Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. amazing But But, I mean for you guys It felt like
9: Yeah Yeah. That's business as usual And I was so hyped up (laughs) I was (laughs) hyped too
1: Everyone (laughs) was hyped for that That It was special That was an awesome moment moment. How are we going to top that this winter? (laughs) I don't think we can Surely we can't do that workout again That's dangerous
0: That would be Mm. so dangerous to try To try and attempt that Because yeah Even. I mean because that was so I, what was the initial goal for that
1: I think 4 flat was it I always was to break 4 no. yeah
0: I don't think it was I to break 4 I think it started with I think in 402? my final
9: search it was 412 or so for <laughs> it Joe was and like 412 or 408 then like 408 something <laughs> fast <laughs> but like whenever I open up like the final search again it was like faster 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 oh, really? oh, oh nice. man yeah
0: so I don't know because now the bar has been set so high yeah. you're just kind of setting yourself up for not failure but like it's like alright Now we have to go faster. But that was so special. But the point of me saying that initially about you and Joe was that things are a little bit different this Mm. year because Mm. um, Jonas and George are crushing it right now. And it's just like a different dynamic. You guys are the rock. Joe, (laughs) like Ollie coming back from his injury. I mean, he's still been at the front for... A few things. <laughs> uh,
4: what are you doing up here? Get back! Yeah. That better not be a five twenty. Yeah, oh, it, t- it took
9: mean, us a long yeah. time to catch Ollie yesterday. Yeah. You, you guys either. passed
1: me pretty easily though. Yeah. Afterwards, you I exactly. mean, it is cra- you two are the rocks. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty awesome to see, to be honest, because um, in workouts and and particularly for you two, I feel you guys are v- bring a very calm presence. To, to training and it's it's some some therapeutic for me to see you guys just execute a workout like that at the start of the year it just shows that things are progressing well and and particularly for this year you just look like you're a completely different athlete so you're just at another level yeah so it's, it's pretty exciting i think there's some natural lineup before a workout where people stand at the back of the line that <laughs> don't want to lead the start. Mm. Mario, and especially, Mario and Jared, they always <laughs> talk the themselves back. out of it before the workout has started. And maybe it's like a seniority thing. Like those two, those mm. two go to the back, at least for the beginning, mm. especially in the longer ones. They're like, I, I, I want no part of this. Yeah. And then No,
0: Jared, Jared will, yeah, very vocally say, <laughs> <laughs> I want no part of this today. I want no part of this part. <laughs> and
1: then I feel like, I feel like Morgan and Ollie know that that they both can get carried away. Mm. I don't know if that. So they, yeah. And then they leave it to the, to the. I don't know.
0: I would say there's a lot of there's a lot of maturity with the way that we're training this year, and it's it's really so. good. It's that's that's when you realize how, in some ways, young, the team is. I mean, it's it's always kind of young because like, one thing that was different about this team, maybe compared to others, is, they're on the men's side, there wasn't when the team began there wasn't, like, an older figure. Like, the older figure was Ritz, who's the coach, but normally there's an older mentor-type figure, I'd say, who's a runner who kind of sets things, but that didn't exist on this team. So there has been a bit of a process of figuring stuff out, and I think last year on some of the, like, early season workouts were new to the people on the team. Like, I don't think you guys had done, like, those exact progression runs and stuff before, or at least in the way that we did it. And then, so a lot of us were, like, we turned up to training like, we didn't really know what we're doing today. And then we just all went way too hard. <laughs> and so this year we've done very similar, we've had a very similar build up, doing similar workouts, but with a lot more experience and we're doing them a lot more smart.
1: Mm. So yeah. that has been nice.
0: Yeah. But we have, yeah, Jonas and George lean the charge right now. So it's been a very, very good environment at workouts. And I I think, uh, I just hope it stays. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah which I think it will. I think it'll uh, bode very well for the, the coming seasons. But, yeah, is there anything else you would like to touch on for this special episode, Jonas?
9: No, not really. Like, uh, yeah, congratulations, guys. It's I w- crazy I to you. see Like, I would <laughs> like <laughs> oh, something no. from Jonas, oh, no.
1: personally. What's coming in? So, obviously, everyone that is listening knows I have a terrible diet. Shocking. Shocking diet. Jonas um, <laughs> is a great diet. And you're also a vegan. I was wondering if you could ever do a cookbook for athletes on vegan food because I feel like that's it's something that's <laughs> a request. It's like a demand. It's a demand. I, I want one because I think the cool thing about food in general is that you don't really know. Like I am I was I've coming into professional running and we had Josh on as well. We are talking about having a private chef and stuff like food's a pretty valuable and important part of our lives. And I'm not that educated on food. I feel like I got better, particularly going to college and – been fortunate enough to have morgan around but um the vegan options in food as well i have no idea but i would (laughs) i would think asking a a very broad question to to, to have a vegan or vegetarian meal once a week but i have no idea what to cook so i am requesting from jonas maybe some some tips some help or some uh some cookbook maybe the vegan vegan
0: cookbook for elite athletes yeah
1: Honest question back, would you actually cook something out <laughs> <I> of <don't make? laughs> I If it was easily accessible to get the products, the products, the produce, <laughs> if it was easily accessible and if it was... Um, possible to do in under like two hours? Then yes. <laughs> two hours. That's, that, that's how a do pretty, you think? How do you, how do you, you think Jonas like, lives? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying I don't. That, this I is, mean, I love
9: to spend time in the kitchen, yeah.
0: but and foraging for you, <laughs> <laughs> hard to get food. <laughs> hard to get produce.
1: <laughs> but in general, I that that's a pretty loose loose request because I would love to learn. But I I talk to my mum. Mum's a vegetarian, and a lot of the dishes that she makes that they're not suitable for an athlete because you need a lot of carbohydrates and a lot of protein. Particularly with how hard we train, and you're someone like me who's training extremely hard but able to to fuel yourself. So that's something that I would love to see from you if, if that's possible. If you could get a get a Giannis, uh, it should cookbook. just be like an afternoon activity. You just put together an entire cookbook for Ollie. Yeah, if you could just shouldn't, make that happen, shouldn't take you shouldn't take you long at all. Or you can just come over and just, and we'll and we'll cook together. We'll do that.
0: Why don't we just make it? Would it be more digestible if it was videos? We we we'll oh, yeah. request oh, yeah, yeah. him yeah, yeah, videos, to make right? mm, yeah. Cooking, yeah. with yeah. cooking with
1: Jonas. Cooking with
0: Jonas. Cooking with Jonas.
1: I love it. Yeah. I would probably watch that. Yeah. What's yeah. your favorite meal to make right now? Like like a staple meal. It's like this is a really fun, delicious meal to make. Um
9: probably uh tofu bowl. Ooh. With like a peanut peanut butter yeah. um sauce on top with uh, sriracha. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds I'm getting hungry. That sounds closer to Getting closer to dinner time Yeah actually. yeah yeah so It is, it that's, is. A, that's a super easy one as well Okay Yeah Do you no, want do I, that? I, yeah. It's
1: going to be my New Year's resolution We haven't obviously got to that episode yet But <laughs> My New Year's resolution Is to have a vegetarian or vegan meal Once a week
0: Good luck Sounds
1: good Does like oatmeal count? Uh, no it has to be dinner <laughs> Oh dinner It's okay. dinner meal okay. yeah.
0: Oatmeal or porridge? Porridge We
9: call
4: it porridge So por- porridge
1: for dinner? Then? Porridge for dinner. <laughs> Yeah But <laughs> <Would> porridge dinner <laughs> not, count? Let's <that's> not complicate <laughs> things
2: uh. <laughs> Well, All right. thank Jonas, you, Jonas, thank you so well, much for coming me. on. Thank you, Jonas.
0: We appreciate we you. Can't wait for the Jonas interview. Yeah, and the cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of small requests, right. if this you is, will.
1: A very small requests. <laughs> do a
0: oh. do All right. right. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Wow. What a slew of amazing guests. We are very lucky to have such...
1: How are we going to go to next week? How are we going to... We can't do next week. This is like the best thing ever. Well, like you you best think we I thought this was We uh, should just end the podcast.
0: <laughs> Go out with a bang. Go out with a bang. This could be it. It's an option. Yeah. It's all downhill from here.
1: It is all downhill from here.
0: Uh, I don't know if this is going to work, but I think there is one person that we do need to try and call. Well, guys, when we got to the end of filming, we realized just how long (laughs) this episode is going to be. So we're splitting it off into two parts. This is the end of part one. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And all we'll say about part two is that It just gets better, so I hope you guys are excited for it. It will come out shortly, and we'll see you guys again soon.